What is up, guys? This is Zach with Yards Per Fantasy. Doing another personalized podcast. This time we got a redraft league full PPR for the greatest show on paper. And I'm excited because we got ourselves another fun one, guys. Uh, how you guys doing tonight? Feeling good. Let's go. We're got ready. Yeah, we got some real football yesterday. Oh, about time. Yeah, some unreal football, too. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to go through all of your guys' teams real quick, talk about things we like, don't like, give some analysis. Um, and at the end, probably tell you who's going to kick all your asses and have some fun along the way, because that's what it's all about. That's the plan. Um, and with all that said, I guess I'm just going to dive right into it here. And the first team I'm going to talk about was the Pieces 131 on Sleeper. This is where you guys got us all fucked up here. (laughs) Right off the start, you guys got us messed up. I'm just fucking with you. First pitch curve. Um, Yeah, right. Queensland Schmeichels. I thought it said Schmeichels at first, and I was about to be really happy. Uh, My ranks. Yeah, I know exactly. But uh, we got his name is Evan. And according to our notes over here, um, where did you go? Oh, unnoted on this this document. Oh, this is not good. Oh, here we go. Queen. Oh, wait, I got that name wrong down on my paper. Man, great start, guys. Mainly for me. Uh, Anyway, this is Reese that says on the note. Uh, least active user in the league. Oh, thank God that the least active user is the one I started with the mess up on. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even shit talk him because he never shows up to participate. This will be his fourth year in the league, but second year as official manager. He's from Clemson and loves Clemson. Let's go. He also is a Ravens fan who loves going to games in person with the league mates when he can. His brother... Uh, B-Lot and him usually go to one game together every year, usually talk a lot of strategy together, usually ends up with Reese sniping all of his players one round earlier than he can get them. Classic. Gotta love that move. First off, being a quarterback, you're sitting on Dak and Rodgers. And I'm cool with this pairing. I mean, Dak is fine at the seventh round, the back end of the seventh round here, and that offense is going to be good. So, yeah, I'm cool with Dak there. Not the biggest fan of Rodgers this year. Just I think his upside is really capped. With the two running backs in there this year, they're going to play strong defense, so I don't think they're going to be out there trying to, you know, blow the lid off everyone with points. Um, Probably some slower pace. And Rodgers just isn't going to be throwing 40 touchdowns anymore. Like, that's just not who he is, um, and that's fine. So I'm just not super interested in fantasy for him, but you got him in round 13 as your backup, so it's not awful. Running backs, you got Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, uh, Devon A-Chain, and Devin Harris. You took Josh Jacobs at the 201. Which like I'm cool. Jacobs this year is like a, a heavy, heavy workhorse guy, but you took him before C.D. Lamb, A.J.B. and Garrett Wilson. 
and I'm not cool with that. Um, I would have taken any three of them here easily. You took Aaron Jones at the 401 for your running back two. I'm cool with that. I think he's going to get a lot of work this year. He's like the the proven trusted commodity in that offense, and I think they're going to you know give him a good amount of run, and he's just going to be a solid player. So I'm cool with that pick. After that is Kamara. He took him 512. I'm kind of out on him this year especially for redraft because he's missing time like that just always sucks to just start off the bat with a guy who's missing time um and then after him with the oh it's a 912 pick he took a chain which is totally fine but i wouldn't have drafted him and camara together since they're both missing time early like I said, like in redraft, if you already start the season missing time, you're just near, you know, you're just limiting the production he's actually going to be able to potentially have for you. Um, and then to do that with two players is not the uh, greatest strategy, I would say. But at the ninth, the back end of the ninth round, it's not like the most sunken cost for you. And he rounded out Damian Harris in the 12th, which is fine depth wide receiver. You took C.D. Lamb at the 112, and then you turned it with Jacobs. So I would have – oh, wait, I wrote down you should have taken C.D. You, you did take C.D., sorry. Um, you should have doubled up a receiver here because you could have had CG, C.D., A.J.B., Wilson, Devontae. You had the, the pick to go the double wide receiver at the tail end of the first, which is like the prime – that's like a prime spot to do it. Agreed. And you didn't. So that sucks, but that's okay. The The next two for you at wide receiver here is where I'm not like super huge. You took DeAndre Hopkins 411 with guys like London, uh, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin on the board. I just am not a super fan of Hopkins over dudes like that as a guy who's playing in a running offense. Um, your wide receiver threes Pittman at the six one. Not once again, not a f- huge fan. I think his ceiling is super capped playing in a running offense with a quarterback who's going to struggle throwing out of the gate. Now Richardson may may develop, and you know the passing skills really may flourish, but like it's not going to be this year. So I I don't like Pittman at all for redraft. And once again, you're taking the uh, the uh, options in a, a run first offense. Um, when once again you had guys like Mike Williams, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Lockett, Chris Kirk available. So yeah, I would I just I'm out on Pittman this year. And you took JSN at 801, which yeah I'm down for that. Cool, good job there. A lot of ceiling and a floor really. Expect the Seahawks offense to uh, throw more this year and just be just be a good offense, score a lot of points. And Sky Moore at 10.01, which if we recorded this podcast 48 hours mm-hmm. ago, I'd have said different words. But last night was rough. Yep. His biggest saving grace is he didn't look like as much shit as Kadarius Tony. So like at least like he's not the first one to you know be in the doghouse. I think 
<laughs> Who knows what's going to happen with him, but not a good start. Tight end, Pat F., my boy Pat F., Pat Fryermuth from Steelers at 712. Fine spot to take him here. It's kind of like not, you know, you, you wait, you let the people pass on uh, the top guys and then you swoop in, kind of get then someone in that next tier. He's a little lower at that next tier, which is why I like him because in that like middle tier guys, I don't think there's like a huge discrepancy. So I'm going to wait and I'm just going to, if I don't get, you know, one of the top dudes, I'm just going to wait a little bit. And you backed it up with Dalton Schultz, who I think is just a fine floor tight end to have as a backup. Um, overall, this team here, like I said, not huge fan of doubling up on the running backs who are missing time. Personally, like I said, not a huge fan of Rodgers. I like your tight end uh, combo here. But man, the... Wide receiver room, there's potential here because you had the draft slot to really build an awesome wide receiver room. But like you only, since I said you only took CD at that first turn, and then when you finally did make it back to taking your next two receivers, you took guys in running offenses. So I just, I'm not a huge fan of the strategy. Overall, I think this is going to be like a borderline competitive team. Like you, this team could still make the playoffs you know, maybe make a, you know, maybe make some noise pieces fall into place, but overall, I think it'll probably be like middle of the road. Any thoughts? I think I'd I'd agree with that. I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, Definitely think too early on Jacobs once like other wide receivers available in this wide receiver group in general compared to some of these other teams. It's just, it's not going to do what you need it to do. So you're going to need a huge, bounce back here from Dak. You're going to need a huge tick up from Patty Fryermuth, and just overall, I agree. I think it's like a middle of the road kind of team where that's not what you're trying to do in fantasy. Yeah, I, I agree. This is like your sixth or seventh place team in this league. I do like the Dak and CD stack mm-hmm. on this team. I do like that a lot, um, but you really are counting on Josh Jacobs being last year's Josh Jacobs with where you drafted him and the way this team is structured. Yeah. And as I mentioned, going through the draft, I think there's some spots I would have done differently, but no, like DEFCON five errors at least. So like, so that like gives you the ability to, like I said, maybe make some noise. Yeah, you can definitely build with build with this team throughout the year. I mean, if JSN ends up being special right away, yep. this team looks a lot better. So that's probably your X factor, make or break it pick kind of thing. Um, a chain kind of the same way. He has a path now with Jeff Wilson being hurt, um, but sucks. Uh, I know uh, Armstead isn't playing Week One, so usually that offense really suffers when he's out. So. Ooh, yeah, and I forgot to mention. Um... Camaro was taken with Rashad White on the board. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely would have gone white. Yeah, for pulling your running back uh, three and with a guy with that much expected volume available. Yeah, I would have definitely gone there. That one hurts. Yeah, it's not 2020 <laughs> anymore. All right. Um, who wants to go next, Dennis? Sure. 
So um, the next team we'll talk about is Rand's fan, a.k.a. Brees' Pieces. So looking at the notes that you guys provided us, this is Hunter. Uh, shout out, yards per. Um, he, he's the reigning champ and then a runner-up two years ago. So he's had some good success recently. And then like to say – It's always those people who want to get the podcast on. Mm-hmm. Constantly gets into debates with Chris over literally anything and will debate about it for hours, even though it's mostly useless and unimportant shit. Wow, oh, we have a Chris that does the same thing. Right. We That definitely sounds like the league that Zach and I shared and been doing for a while. <laughs> so, uh, I, I definitely have a kindred spirit there. Um, moving on to his team. So I uh, kind of had a thought just looking it over, and I went with the Zoolander gift. Dear God, it's beautiful. Uh, I, I love this team. I, I wanted to come in and shit all over Hunter's team, but I can't. It's, it's really I know. good. I know. I really nothing came. I, I came in with a bias, and then I was like, shit. <laughs> uh, he has got Josh Allen at quarterback. Great QB1, top overall quarterback upside. Um, he, he rushes every year for several hundred yards, and then uh, he has a weak running back room behind him, so I don't see that goal line kind of upside touchdowns going away anytime soon still has the alpha and digs like it's he's got a good old line like he Allen's awesome uh moving on to running backs he's got Ramon J Brees Tank Bisbee Jalen Warren Kendry Miller Chuba Hubbard I love Ramon J this year um we just had our home reject we've been doing for over a decade and he was my top running back and I love it um, so few running backs have the combined rushing and receiving floor that he does. And he's a big dude. Um, I know Zeke's there, but I, I just think his touchdowns are going to go up this year. Um, Brees, he showed he could be an absolute difference maker when he's healthy. He had five top 15 weeks in the six that he played full. And like, he wasn't even like the main guy for most of those weeks. Um, obviously he had the ACL, so I wouldn't expect that right away. Um, but I think eventually he's going to get there. And if you've been listening to us throughout the offseason, we all kind of agree with that. And then um, the rest of the RB room, uh, it's just good handcuffs, man. Uh, I, I, and I love the strategy of loading up on a whole bunch of them. Um, Warren and Kendra, they do have standalone value upside. Um, Kendra, probably less so now um, due to he's had a couple injuries. And then Kamara was only giving out three games. Um, some people are projecting closer to six. But I just like the player a lot, and I'm a believer in talent rises. So I, I just – and Jalen Warren has shown to be more efficient more explosive than Najee. So I think he's going to get his. And if he continues to look better, they're going to keep giving him more and more touches, and I think that's an ascending offense. Um, wide receiver room, he's got Justin Jefferson, so that's always a great start. I mean, you can't beat that. And then he's got backups. Like, he's got Olave. He's got Dotson. He's got Gabe Davis. Elijah Moore, he's got Mims. Like this group low-key slaps. It's so good. Um, having Jefferson, and you only have to start two wide receivers. Obviously, with the two flex, most weeks you'll be starting three to four. But um, when you only have to start two, and one of them is Jefferson, like your our wide receiver two doesn't have to be great. Um, but he does. He's got a lot who yeah. – right. He's got Olave, who I believe was the lead leader, leader, if not one of the lead leaders in fantasy points per target last year. And he just got a QB upgrade to Derek Carr. Uh, I love Dotson. 
also a leader in that same category. Um, also probably a QB upgrade and second year first round wide receivers. Those are the types of players you want to invest in. Typically you expect a leap. Um, Gabe Davis, he completes a stack, which uh, I know we're fans of, and he'll do a wonderful job of cheerleading the rest of your team from the bench. So that's always a plus. He'll be a cheerleader. Um, you know, it's great, right? That's what you want. It just hypes up, you know, locker room guy, that kind of thing. Um, Elijah Moore and Mins, you know, they're flyers. So maybe something happens and they get an opportunity. But, um, yeah, they got they got upside. They're, you know, day two guys that were drafted. So uh, that rounds out a pretty good wide receiver room that I'm a big fan of. It's not the best in the league, but it's it's really good. Um, and when you consider the rest of the rooms, it, it really keeps the team uh, afloat. And then the last one's Cal Pitts for your tight end room. Um, you have the upside of upside tight ends. Dude's a unicorn. He gets open. He gets a high target share. The low volume passing offense, I know. But he does have that at least at elite, uh, elite 25% target share or plus. Um, he seems to be recovered from his injury, and he's entering his age 23 season. He turns 23 this October. Like His best days are ahead of him. Overall, this team's incredible, and I have to say it's a major front runner for the team in the draft. Um, I'm, I'm just a big fan. What are you guys thinking? Yeah. I love the bench. He agreed on the bench. I think it's hilarious that he got Ramondre and Brees because for one of my teams later, um, for their third and fourth round pick, they took double rain back, and I said you could have walked out with Ramondre and Brees. <laughs> so that's kind that's of funny. Wild. Yeah. But yeah, yeah this just... team's really good. Um, the best thing we got is you drafted Gabe Davis. You idiot. <laughs> we'll forgive yeah. him, though. We'll forgive him because he's got the stack. We'll forgive right. him. I guess he tried. Good luck knowing <laughs> when to play him. I know. I know. Yeah, elite. Well, need to. Elite receivers. Elite quarterback. Potential to have two high-end running backs. And I hate to keep going back to the bench, but I love the bench on this team. This is exactly how I like my benches to look. Mm-hmm. Have these handcuff running backs with Bigsby and Jalen Warren, Kendra Miller, Chuba Hubbard, and then the high high upside wide receivers, Marvin Mims and Elijah Moore. Absolutely built perfectly for that bench, in my opinion. I agree. Proud of you, Hunter. Hmm. Nailed it. Didn't want to, but I have to give him props. Yeah. All right, yeah. you're up, Alex. All right. My first team is Full Chubb, Taylor's version. Um, this is Wes. Um, he's the biggest Maryland and Commander's homer in the world. He, <laughs> hype, he hypes the shit out of anyone with ties to those teams, and he shows extreme bias with anyone having a relation to those teams. But then is actually relatively knowledgeable, relatively knowledgeable and unbiased for players on other teams. He's a co-commissioner of this league and one of the founders. I feel like just about every team is one of the founders going through the notes. Um, three of the last four years, he was the worst team to make the playoffs. He's usually in the playoff race each year, but he never truly contends. Um, he won it all in 2018, though. He's also obsessed with kickers. And he refuses to even consider 
removing them from the league. I had, I had a league with somebody like that. They were going to, they said, I built my team around the kickers and the defense. If you eliminate them from the league, I'm quitting. I don't understand that. But this guy even wants to add punters to the league. Jesus Christ. How do you even score punters? What the hell? Why would you want to? Why? Yeah, why? Why? Um, he does hold the league record for the most winning seasons and the most consecutive winning seasons, which both are six. So that's you know what this guy was? He was a Maryland state champion pump, pass, and kick. <laughs> 12 year old division <laughs> like Andy Reid out there looking bigger than all the other kids yeah that's the first thing I pictured when he said <laughs> Carlos from the bench warmers I, I am 12 <laughs> I am 12 all right quarterback we got Patrick Mahomes um, not off to the greatest start but I think he'll be okay once Kelsey's back Expect he'll be back next week. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Can't go wrong there. Um, running back, we got Nick Chubb. I think he's in the best in line for the best season of his career yet. Everything's kind of aligned for him. Um, I think it's as long as Deshaun Watson is anywhere close to his old self, that offense is going to be really good, and that's just only going to be good news for Nick Chubb. Best offense he's ever been a part of um, and could have a career high in receptions. Um, also got James Conner on this team. I think he's going to get a ton of volume as a runner and a receiver, but the offense is going to be terrible. Um, limited touchdown opportunities, which is where he's scored a lot of his fantasy points over the last two years in Arizona. So that has me a little bit concerned about him. Um, the volume gives him a nice, a nice little bit of a floor, but without the touchdown opportunities and the completely inefficient offense, I think he's got like no ceiling at all. Um, we could also say no ceiling for Cam Akers as well. Um, I actually think the loss of Cooper Cup is a negative for Cam Akers because it brings down the efficiency of the entire offense. They're going to have less plays, less red zone Agreed. trips, less goal line opportunities because the offense is just its not going to be good without Cooper Cup. The offense is Cooper Cup. And I love Cam Akers. But uh, the offense, the, uh, that offense stays ahead of the chains because of Cooper Cup. Right. Mm -hmm. The offense was probably going to be bad even with Cooper Cup. <laughs> and now <laughs> they're going to be bottom five offense without him. Um, and I, I think he could lose passing game work. Not that he had a ton anyway, um, but looks like Kyron Williams is going to work in on third downs there. Um, then we get Jonathan Taylor. I think this team is really dependent on Jonathan Taylor um, coming back and being hidden self. Um, but right now we know he's on the PUP for who knows how long. We don't know if we're going to see him at all this year. We don't know if he's going to be on the field for the Colts or a different team. That's a big question mark, and that is the big X factor of this team. This team is going to live or die by the status of Jonathan Taylor. Wide receiver, we've got A.J. Brown. He was the wide receiver eight last year. Um I expect about the same from him this year. Debo Samuel. Let's go over the last four years in fantasy points per game from Debo Samuel. 2019 was 12.6. 2020 was 11.5. And he had that big 2021 season of 21.2. Last year was 13.0. 2021 looks like it's the outlier. 
So I'm a little worried about Debo Samuel being consistent in that offense. They got no reason to run him when they've got a healthy Christian McCaffrey and a healthy Elijah Moore. So he's not going to be getting carries, which is what carried him in 2021. Um, Brandon Cooks. I really like Brandon Cooks a lot this year. Um, good value, late round receiver, thousand yards with every team he's played for, wide receiver 22 or better, seven times in his career. And then the rest of the receivers on this team are Michael Thomas. We'll see if he can stay healthy. Romeo Dobbs is already questionable for week one. Don't love him anyway. Curtis Samuel and KJ Osborne round out the wide receiver core here. Tight end, we got David Njoku. He broke out last year. Um, he's another one of these guys is is really dependent on Deshaun Watson returning to his Texans form. And if he does, I like David Njoku with top five upside. Um, and then if he doesn't hit, you got Chigakonkwu, who's another another guy who's just a good take a swing, see what happens at the end of your draft type of tight end. Uh, but overall, I think this is a good team. You know, good, not great, but good. Uh, you've got a stud quarterback, a workhorse running back with Nick Chubb. Um, like I said before, the big question mark is Jonathan Taylor. But if he plays, that's really going to make this team a contender. In the meantime, you got you got James Conner and K-Makers. That should be enough to get you through mm -hmm. the early portion of the season. And you're strong at wide receiver one. you got a volatile wide receiver two, but sometimes you got to embrace the volatility uh, I'm okay with that, uh, even though I'm a little bit concerned about Debo Samuel. And we got that underrated wide receiver three in Brandon Cooks and that tight end with top five upside. What do you guys think about this team? I like it. Um, I think it definitely has strong contending possibilities. Uh, yeah. I'm higher in Debo. Um, yeah. That year that he broke out, he did have like 1,500 yards receiving too. He just rushed for a lot of touchdowns. Hmm. But – um. You know, it's – I agree with what you said. He's not going to rush like he did. Like, there's no reason to. Um, but I do think that as a receiver, he could get back to that kind of level. And then I agree with Njoku. I mentioned it on another team I reviewed that they should have – they got sniped um, by one pick by full Chubb, it looks like, for Njoku. And it would have been a very, very clutch pick to be able to get him. Um, I, he did well down the stretch. I like him week one versus Cincy. Um, so it's just – you got great defense. Not that I like talking about defenses, but it, you, there's a couple that I care about, and Niners is one of them. Yeah. Yeah, it helps when Mahomes is the fourth quarterback off the board. Hot. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, that's a great pick then. Excellent. <laughs> great pick. <It's> better. <laughs> I didn't look at the draft board that closely, clearly. Um, oh, someone's a Lamar fan. Interesting. Yep, it was Hertz, Lamar, Allen, Mahomes. Mahomes and Which, I mean, Obviously, the consensus four, but I don't know of a world where I'd rank Mahomes four. No. Yeah, no. Even even after last night, I have no no worries about Mahomes at all. He looked no. incredible. It's not his fault. Yeah, he looked great, and he's going to get Kelsey back. And one of those receivers is going to step up eventually, right? Maybe. You'd think so. Mike, Mike Evans coming to town. Ooh, that would be electric. Yeah, that would be fun. 
Harewood. Even a Dusty Mike Evans can can do something with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I, I agree that I think James Conner is a solid RB2, especially going back to my argument with Justin Jefferson. Like I think Chubb, if it's not McCaffrey, it's Chubb for RB1. And so when you have that really strong RB1, you can be a little bit weaker on your RB2. And I think yeah. James Conner as your RB2 and then- is very solid. In five or six weeks, you could be adding Jonathan Taylor to this room. Yeah. And you've got an elite running back room at that point. Where Cam Akers mm-hmm. is your fourth running back. Not bad. Especially when you're when you're still in good shape at wide receiver. You can't it's not like you, Cam Akers. you didn't you didn't really sacrifice a whole lot of wide receiver to get this running back room. Yeah, across the board, it's just it's just a good all around team. Definitely playoff. Yeah. Okay, next up for me is Carthy. I need a running back and Jesus. He won in 2021, lost to Hunter in the playoffs last year. Always a contender, holds the record for best regular season in league history, going 13-1 and in 2021. However, known for being very noncommittal with trades, has agreed to so many trades and backed out at the very last second. Yeah, that's rough, man. Nobody likes that. that. Don't ever be that guy. He always second guesses himself and trades away his best players. For example, he traded away Lamb and Ramondre last year before they went off. Ooh, man, people trading uh, CD when when Dak went down was just, that was silly. Um, but yeah, and Ramondre, bro, constantly the one reaching out to others and starting trade, and then you're the one who backs out. Oh my goodness, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> but the second someone agrees to a trade, he will be suspicious <laughs> and second guess it and decide not to trade. Oh Funny. my god, Alex, you're gonna, one you're of the founders, use our trade calculator. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So this team here says so he's always a contender. Um, oh, he better hope that I'm wrong then. Because this team, not great, Bob. Um, you got Daniel Jones, took him in the 11th round. That's fine. He's got the rushing upside. Um, Dable did great work with him. So, yeah, like that part I'm cool with. You picked up Russ as a free agent. Once again, totally fine there. Uh, Ryan back is where it starts to get a little sticky. This is the team I prefaced earlier. Um, In the third round, you went uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs. And then in the fourth round, took Damian Pierce. Right off the bat, if you took Ramondre and Brees, this team is just instantly way better like i agree so much better just by those two picks alone um jameer gibbs he's in the timeshare i mean he's gonna get more work than what we saw last night but it's i he's obviously way up there for the dynasty but like redraft he's gonna be a good player this year but like he's i don't think he hits his career ceiling this year and so to take him kind of like in the in the spot he's being taken in, in dynasty drafts in a redraft is, is just out is out there to me. 
Uh, Pierce, I'm not a huge fan of that running style. Just, I just don't see how he ever plays like a full season and is like totally healthy for it. Plus, he's just on a bad team. Um, that's just yeah. like a thing I'm kind of trying to avoid personally. I mean, there are some players that are just that special um, and warrant it. But for the most part, you take Damian Pierce in the fourth round and then you're banking on the Texans offense to be like middle of the pack. That's like what you're hoping for in order for that pick to pan out. So that's just not uh, a play I'm putting my chips on. So like I said, I would have gone like Mixon was available too at round three. So you could have gone Ramondre or Mixon instead of Gibbs. Fourth round, DJ Moore, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, third and fourth round, you kind of fumbled it here. Sanders, um, as you're running back three, is fine. In the fifth round, he's going to get a ton of volume this year. He'll catch and maybe a couple passes, whatever. But I just think the volume is there for him. And then I think that offense is going to be better than the Texans. I have more faith in Bryce Young, especially early in, in their careers. You got Monty as your RB4, which I love, and I love that you got him in the seventh round, but why did you double up on the Detroit backfield? Like, I don't understand that. Uh, Running back, well, back to Monty, though. We saw exactly why people drafted him last night. The carries are there. The team trusts him. Uh, He's going to get red zone work. He's on the field a lot it's going to be an offense that scores points mm-hmm. seventh round running back with all those things I just mentioned, sign me the hell up. I think they trust him in pass protection more, which worries me for Gibbs. Right. Absolutely. Um, Even though he got destroyed on one, on one last yeah, I was going to say he did have the truth, right? <laughs> he got destroyed <laughs> on one, but yeah. Well, yeah, you take everything we just mentioned about David Montgomery and at seven Oh nine, it's like, fuck. Yeah. But you have Jameer Gibbs. So it's like the one thing about drafting David Montgomery that like would be like, hey, what's one situation where I'm not doing it is like, yeah, if I drafted Gibbs earlier. So that's feeling weird. (laughs) And then you got Devin Singletary to um, handcuff Damian Pierce in the 12th round. I'm fine with that because... I know I mentioned the bad offense thing, but it's a little different when it's 12th round sunken cost versus fourth. Um, so yeah, if, if, if Pierce gets hurt, Singletary is just going to, going to get a lot of work. That's just the thin roster. And that's all there is to that for a 12th round pick. There is a little bit of upside there and I'm cool with it. Same with Spears, except for a Spears. If Henry goes down, he's going to just be getting, crazy work so for a 13th round redraft pick i i'm yeah i really like spears for uh where you took him here actually um the pretty good overall room like i said the gives monty situation just really messed me up i'm so confused by that i just don't see a situation panning out where like you're gonna start both in the same week ever i may be i'm wrong but i don't know Interesting moves there. Wide receiver. You got Stefan Diggs at 109. That's great. Like, 
some some people are taking him at four or five. I mean, so the fact that he slipped to you at nine and he took advantage there, great. You turned it back around with Cooper Cup at 204, though, and that's what I don't get because Devontae Adams, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith are on the board. All receivers who are uninjured play on better offenses. And Cup is one of those players that, yes, he if he were healthy, he would have warned – well, he wouldn't have been available. But he is one of those players that, yes, he's going to be on a bad offense, but he is that special to where, yeah, here's a guy that we can do that with. Um, But with the hammy, and now they're bringing up nerves potentially, like – I don't want anything to do with that. What's the tipping point for you guys in redraft? Like he's slipping. At what point do you say, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger now? As of the latest news. I don't even know. Probably. Uh, we got to be at least after round five. I was going to probably Hammy's say four ish somewhere. Yeah. So hamstring injury. is just so it's so easy to re-injure and it lingers. Yeah, they linger. And you yeah. never know if it's 100% until you try. And when you try to go up to 100%, if it's not, you're, you're back on the mend for another couple of weeks. So when, I, you I need, when you need to see a specialist for your hamstring, you know you know it's in rough shape. Yeah, I think he's, that's the first time older. I've actually heard that. <laughs> like you hear that all the time. Oh, he's going to see a knee specialist or whatever. I think this is legit the first time I've heard of a hamstring specialist. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a good. That's a really good point. Um, so yeah, taking cup over some of the receivers that were available in a redraft when cup could easily miss half of your regular season. You're banking this whole team on Cooper Cup's health by making that yep. pick in round two. Yeah, it yeah, it's not great, Bob. And then you didn't get another receiver till sixth round, Mike Williams, which I'm cool with. Um, Chargers are gonna just throw the shit out of the ball. Uh, great contested guy, red zone catch guy, and he's he's a really good, um, like boom play. Like, he's he's one of those dudes where his floor is is okay. Um, but man, Mike Williams is going to have those games where he just pops for you and wins a week for you. And that is super, super awesome because you're going to probably need, need him to do that some weeks. Yeah. Because he's your wide receiver two. essentially, which makes your wide receiver three, Juju Smith Schuster. Whose knee may explode at any time. What I just hey, like him draft in the fourth round. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just expecting some Looney Tunes ass shit one day on the field with Juju. <laughs> Call Wally Coyote. Yeah. Um, another player I'm just staying the hell away from because, yeah, it's redraft. You just can't injuries. When you're drafting players who are already hurt, you're just putting yourself at a disadvantage in redraft. And then Bateman in the 10th round, I'm like noti- notif- notable Bateman hater, but in the 10th round, cool. Like he's he's going to get a lot of volume and usage 
They're going to throw the ball more. And I trust Lamar. So I, I'm cool with that pick there. And I, I just don't think he's like the dude some people think he is. But 10th round pick. Yeah, it's cool depth. And luckily for you, you need the depth. And your last person, uh, Jaden Reed, is a 15th rounder. Is a great pick. Uh, especially Except, na- except if you looked at his roster, yeah. he has he's traded away Jaden Reed for Puka Nakua. No, I think Spears was in that trade too because Spears isn't on the roster either. Oh my god, are you kidding me? You traded both of them for Puka. I, mean, I don't Nakua? see Spears, he went in complete either. Cooper Cup panic mode, and yep. now and now Jaden Reed's in a better situation because yeah, Christian Watson's out and Romeo Dawes might also be out, and he's a better Green player. Bay. Green Bay actually has a better player. I'm sorry you for you. Really sir. fucked yourself. I tried to find the trade, but it doesn't. Sh- the transactions aren't coming up for me. But that's the only guy who, who says trade under acquired. So I don't think it was a two. For, I think it was a two for one. But I've been waiting for you to finish to go off on this guy for this. Yeah. Trade. <laughs> like he's falling Hold into up. the same I'm territory of one finish. of my guys later on. We're gonna get a hunter to right now. Send so us this deal. I'm looking to see if I can find where the other team is who got the. The other side. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find it. That's all right. Um, Go on, tight ends. So, yeah, uh, I had nice things to say about the back end of the wide receiver room, but not anymore. Uh, Your team name should be I Need a Wide Receiver in Jesus. Tight end. You (laughs) took Ingram in the eighth round. Um, Like, that's an okay pick. My problem here is you should have felt the board out better. Um, three quarters of your league already had a tight end when you took Ingram. And so you should have been able, you should have like pieced that together and been like, hey, I can chill for a few rounds because you really could have used the positional depth. Well, you could have used that spot as a receiver pick. Um, and as far as like Ingram goes, the Jags are going to be a very good offense. Aside from Calvin and Christian Kirk, I just think everybody else is just going to pop randomly. And for tight end, you could have taken Njoku. There was a couple other guys that I probably would have taken over Ingram. Uh, And I also, like I said, I would have just waited because at that point you had already committed to waiting that far. So you don't need to jump on him in the eighth round when the most of your league mates have already picked tight end. You followed it up with Laporta in the 14th though, which looks like he's going to be a redraft smash. He got great usage yeah. last night. He looked good too. Like yeah, he, did. he just, he passed the eye test on last night for sure. He just, yeah, he just looked really good. Um, and I think he's going to be a trusted target there. Um, Yeah. Pretty much. Here I there's just some draft slip ups. The strategy, like I said, of getting the double Detroit back, I just I don't understand that one. Uh, Cooper Cup bet two hundred four is just beyond me because I don't know when when did they draft? Do we know? It had to have been after Cup injury news because he wouldn't have fallen to the second round, right? Right. Or- so, 
yeah, I, I just don't think this is your year. Sorry. So cleanup, looking like trade-wise, it was Nuka or Evan Hull. That's the only other guy who says trade. I think Jaden Reed was just dropped because one of my teams actually uh, my bad, uh, has him from free agency. Huh. Interesting. I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I got to say I hate this running back room. Like I love the value for David Montgomery. But when you're also drafting, like you said, when you're also drafting Jameer Gibbs, which we saw last night why I wasn't drafting Jameer Gibbs. And it's certainly not because of his talent, because dude looked explosive. He is going to rip off some huge runs this year. But I'm worried that his usage, and of course it's going to go up from what it was last night. Absolutely going to go up from what it was last night. But David Montgomery is going to be heavily involved in this offense, no matter how good Jameer Gibbs is playing. It's just two different roles. And that's just the way just the way it is. Yeah, they're uh, two completely different players. Right. So Jameer gives that great guy to come in and be that change of pace, huge explosion guy in the passing game, get him out in space. Um, but Dave Montgomery is going to get the meat and potatoes, potatoes role yeah. in that offense. Um, and, and that like is why said, I don't want to overreact. I don't want to overreact to week one, but the way that they even passed the kids wasn't like how you want, like there wasn't like a wheel route. There weren't screens. There wasn't option routes right. or like Texas angle routes. Like take advantage of what he can do. Yeah. Um, I so think I those will, I was very disappointed. I think those will come. It's just yeah. not going to be to the volume that people wanted him mm -hmm. that fueled his late third, early fourth round ADP. I would have loved to take Jaden, I mean, uh, Jameer Gibbs in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. That's where he belongs. And the right. third fourth is where he was going. I couldn't get there. And you saw exactly last night why. Um, yeah, otherwise, that Jaden Reed trade really breaks my heart. Um, really if this team if this team had zero running back to, and even taken Sanders as their first running back, yeah. and then instead of like, I don't know, maybe like round eight, just kept going at running back, but this is this is, a, this is a full PPR league. Why, why after drafting Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, are we still drafting Damian Pierce and Miles Sanders and putting them in the flex? I want my wide receivers in the flex on this league, not these running backs who don't catch passes. Yeah, I, look, I really like Sanders. I know I'm higher than Alex is, but I mean, obviously, I like Diggs, but the rest of this roster, um, you know. Overall, it's just not cutting it. And with, I mean, if Cup is back soon, Boyd's and this changes. But yeah, you're hoping Cooper Cup comes and saves this team. There's but just I, no I, ceiling I here. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's that's the big issue to me. Is there's just no ceiling. Even even Evan Ingram doesn't give you the ceiling that he had last year because he just went from a volume fueled season to now he's not the second option in the passing game anymore. Now he's the third option. You could argue he was the first option at times last year. Now yeah. he's behind Ridley and Christian Kirk. And, and possibly just, even Zay Jones. And maybe we see Travis Etienne catching more passes. Right. And Doug is just so creative that you just don't know. Like the only th – I trust 
the shit out of Ridley, and I still trust Christian Kirk to like as far as week in and week out guys. But I think past those two, it's yeah. gonna be a guessing game. Yeah, I like Evan Ingram this year, but he's not gonna be the volume guy that he was last year. Well, maybe this, maybe they just said Jesus take the wheel, and that's what <laughs> they're going with because their QB room isn't great either. Like, and not great is like. How do you have a 12-person league and you don't have a single, like, top 14 quarterback? I don't know. Hey, um, he's got Russ. This team, Jesus definitely took the wheel. <laughs> Rocco Country. Mr. Let's Unlimited. Ride. He's failing <laughs> it right now. <laughs> All right, Devin. All right. Um, so the next one I got is NHL or NH10. I kept doing that the whole time, too. Um, I'm guessing there was a name change because I'm seeing Venny, VD, VC. I don't know if that's like a Tony, Tony, Tony thing. Um, but looking at our league notes, I'm, I'm having to guess that this was formerly the unbowed, unbent, unbroken. Uh, good old no ring Nikki. Sorry, I had to do it. Um, just going based off the thing, he went zero RB, and that was in my notes even before I saw uh, the league notes. So that's. I'm pretty confident this is the right person. I got Nikki. Um, always has a good team, but never won it. That sucks. Uh, loses round one every single year. Sounds like me and my home redraft league. I have the worst luck. I've never won it, and I've been commissioned the whole time. It sucks. Anyway, his biggest rival is Greja, because that's the one that calls him no ring Nikki. Way to go. Keep trolling. Um, <laughs> Greja's always at the bottom of the league. <laughs> All right. I like that. I like that. Keep. Keep poking the bear. That's always nice. That's when you get a when you get a reaction out of it. Um, so at quarterback, you have Justin Herbert and Anthony Richardson. AR. This is a pretty stacked room. Um, I don't love going after AR when you spend the capital to get a guy like Justin Herbert. Um, that said, if AR does explode and ends up being that guy that people are hoping is because of his rushing upside, you have a really good option to move one of these guys because there's no need to have both, um, you know, like QB7 and QB10. Like, that's just, it doesn't make sense. Um, but, yeah, so QB room's really good. But hopefully you take advantage of that and move on. The RB room, you got Rashad White, Raheem Mostert, Devontae Williams, Charbonnet, Ty Chandler, Sean Tucker, my guy, not, and Jeff Wilson. Uh, looks like you just waited a wee bit too long there in the zero RB build. I had that before I saw the notes. I really like Rashad. I think he's going to improve on those 50 catches he had last year by, like, a lot. Um, and in full PPR, that's huge. However, you're really going to need Chavante to hit. Like, you're going to need him to be who we all thought he was going to be last year before his injury. Um, uh, now, I'll cut a bitch if they badmouth Chavante. Like, that's my guy. Love Chavante. Um, but it was a very serious injury. So it might be a minute before he becomes a guy I love watching so much. Um, the Miami guys should be helpful with that early on. And with Wilson getting hurt, now you know which one to play in Mostert. Um, but, you know, speaking of injuries, like both of them get hurt. One's already down. I mean, how long are you going to have Mostert? Just hopefully he doesn't get hurt. But it's just you got to be careful, especially with a zero RB build. Um, you do have solid handcuffs besides Sean Tucker. Um, I could have egg in my face about that. I just don't think he's that guy. Wide receiver room. Now it's now back to the good part. Um, you got Chase, 
you got Garrett Wilson, Calvin Ridley, um, George Pickens, Van Jefferson, Jaden Reed. I mean, that top three is that's about as good as you could possibly hope for. Um, you know, Chase, Garrett, Ridley. I think they're all certified dudes. Will totally produce, and they will need to carry this team. Um, they will do so at times, but you're gonna need it every single week. Um, Pickens is a very high variance player, but that's the guy I feel like. Once you got those three, you killed your zero RB build. Either jump on running back or get to the tight end room. Um, because Pickens, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe he's that fourth guy, and then you have your two wide receivers, your two flex, and you, you won't need that running back depth. Um, but that's what I would have done in your shoes. Um, ben Jefferson definitely has value with uh, Cooper Cup hurt. And then same with Jalen Reed um, with Watson hurt. So if, you know, you, if all these guys are hitting value, I'd be looking to trade for somebody who doesn't have the wide receiver room you do because you're always going to have three wide receivers that you're ready to go with. Tight end, this is Rutro. Uh, he just got Higby. Now I. Do kind of like Higby. He was sneaky effective as far as tight ends go, but that's only because there's no depth at tight end. Like it wasn't like he was doing things like Engram last year where like he was helping you win weeks. It's just he wasn't, he was like the best of like he was the tallest kindergarten, to put it nicely. Um I would keep an he eye on like 37 targets in three weeks. I know I'm exaggerating, but like I feel like a his targets came in, in bunches. So it's yeah, it's a couple of weeks he popped real big, and the rest of the time he was real mad. And like Alex said, like it's a crappy offense, so like you just you don't want this much exposure to that offense because they're not really. Who knows what they're even trying to do? But regardless, um, keep an eye eye on bye weeks because I don't like that you only have the one tight end when none of if you don't have one of the set in forget it tight ends, then you need two, and then you can hopefully play matchups. So hopefully when the bye weeks roll around, you can try and snatch one that has uh, potential. Overall, I think this chance, this team does have a chance. But when you wait like you did on um, running back, you have to get lucky. Um, and especially when you miss out on a really legit tight end, um, you're going to need Javante. That's good. That's your guy. You need Javante to be um, an outlier as far as um, a double ligament knee tear recovery. That's my takes. Yeah, um, love the receiving core here and oh the God. quarterback. Um, I I don't mind taking Richardson after you drafted Justin Herbert. You got him in the 11th round, which is okay. But mm-hmm. with taking the zero RB approach in that situation, I'm probably not taking Anthony Richardson. Um, I don't love the running back depth that you got considering you went zero RB. I love Rashad White and I think Javante is a good pick um, assuming he ends up healthy but I feel like if you had passed on Richardson you could have gone, you could have taken a Roshan or a Kenneth Gainwell or a Jalen Warren. I think those are much better zero RB running backs. Even later you got Jerome Ford, Chuba Hubbard who you passed on. Instead you, you went like Ty Chandler, Sean Tucker's a weird one. Um, I don't love having Sean Tucker on this roster because I don't think he has a great ceiling if anything does happen to Rashad White. And now the whole point of drafting zero RB 
is you want to maximize your upside. So you're having both Tampa running backs does not allow that. If you had, if you didn't have Rashad White and you wanted to have Sean Tucker, hoping that he ascends to that job, right. great, great, fine. I disagree, but fine. But I don't think you can have both of those guys on a zero RB roster. Same thing, honestly, with the Miami running backs. I know you've got – it's a little different with Jeff Wilson because you're not wasting a roster spot. you got him on the IR spot, so whatever. Mm-hmm. By the time he's back, Raheem Moser will be on that IR spot anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't love the way you draft a zero RB. I love zero RB. I love Rashad White, Raheem Moser, but I think you could have done better with your bench considering the strategy. Yeah, and that's kind of – you did it more poetically, but that was basically what I was trying to say. I wouldn't um, call that poetically. That was all over the place. But more <laughs> – you got to the point better, in my opinion. I think you did it more succinctly, maybe. <laughs> what about you, Zach? What do you, what do you think about this one? I don't hate the doubling up on the Miami guys only because of the scheme, the offense that's going to score points. It's different than doing it with an offense like Tampa. Right. Yeah. Um, So I don't hate doubling up there, especially since you can IR Jeff Wilson. Um, But yeah, Sean Tucker, I can't get behind. Uh, And this team added Jaden Reed in free agency. So that's helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some nice depth there. Yeah. This is just another team that is just good overall. Um, And now, you know, now we've been doing more of these redraft ones, like the teams that, are the most obvious that can compete are the ones who just aren't shooting themselves in the foot in the draft. And this team did that or didn't do that, I guess. Yeah. I got, I wrote down my contenders for this league. I have this guy in my top three. Cause I think he can get there. That receiving core is going to carry this roster on top of Justin Herbert. So Calvin Ridley is a, a wide receiver three is a cheat code. Yeah, you'll be able to make it work at running back too, you know, with those guys at receiver. I think I was just frustrated that part of the build in the zero RB is that you nail a tight end too. Like you're yeah. you're trying to you're taking advantage of that running backs are always hurt, and so you load up at running back and you get stars everywhere else. Yeah, and so I think you waited too long either to go running back and get. You know, make it so we're a shot away to RB2. Or on that, instead of George Pickens, you grab a tight end that you can trust to start week in, week out like a god. I agree. All right. But yeah, good team. I agree. It is one of the better ones. All right, Alex. All right. So that brings us to legal cheaters. This is John. Um, he was a rookie last year and he lost to Hunter in the finals. He is relatively quiet, but when he does have something to say, it's worth listening to. He destroyed Nikki three times last year after he talked a lot of smack every single time. I love that. Love that for him. <laughs> yeah. <me too>. <laughs> <laughs> um, quarterback, he's got Justin Fields. Um, I think we all expect he's going to take uh, the next step as a passer this year. He's got got that that stud wide receiver one now with dj moore um i expect passing volume to go up still not going to be a high passing volume offense but it's certainly going to be higher than what they were last year 
uh, which is going to allow for more fantasy points in the passing game, but it's also going to allow more opportunities to take off and scramble, which is what he does best. Uh, running back, Austin Eckler. Can't go wrong with Austin Eckler. Uh, he's a stud all-around running back. He gets the goal line opportunities. He gets the receiving work. Gets the between-the-tackles opportunities. Doesn't have any competition behind him. Um, Joe Mixon, I really like this year. I think he's a good value. Um, he might be inefficient as a runner at this point in his career, but he's in a great offense. Another guy with zero competition behind him. And he gave you 60 receptions last year. I don't see why he wouldn't be able to do that again, um, especially after Samaje Piran's gone. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, I still think he's the best pure runner in that backfield. Um, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire was used a little bit more than I expected last night, although he didn't look great. Um, Pacheco looks explosive. He is an angry, angry runner. And I don't know who he's angry at, but he runs like it. Um, so he's going he's gonna to give you touchdowns. And he was worked more in the passing game last night. I think a lot of that was with no Kelsey, but he was on the field catching passes out of the backfield more than you saw like Jarek McKinnon doing. So... That gives me a lot of hope for Isaiah Pacheco. Um, then Roshan Johnson. I love Roshan Johnson. Um, I don't know if he's going to give you much early in the year, but I think he's worth stashing, worth hanging on to. Um, he'll get you some receptions in the early portion of the season, and I think by the end of the year, he could be the RB1 in, in Chicago. At wide receiver, T. Higgins. Um, I mean, he's, he's going to give you that wide receiver – 15 to wide receiver 12 production pretty much every single week. He's going to be consistent with that. And he's got that huge upside. If anything happens to Jamar Chase, he could be a top five, top six guy uh, with Joe Burrow as his quarterback. Amari Cooper, another guy we talked about earlier. You know, we're really counting on Deshaun Watson getting back to his Houston form. I'm not as certain of that as I was coming into training camp and preseason because there were a lot of negative reports about Deshaun Watson's performance during training camp and preseason. Um, but if Deshaun Watson can ascend back to where he was prior to, you know, all the shit that he put himself through, um, I think Amari Cooper could be a really solid wide receiver too for you. I like Chris Godwin a lot as well on this team. Um, I think he might actually be your wide receiver too, not Amari Cooper, um, especially if perhaps Mike Evans gets traded at some point before the trade deadline. Um, I think he's going to be fine with, with Baker Mayfield. I think he's a better better skill set match with, with Baker than Mike Evans is. Um, and then the other receivers on this roster, Cortland Sutton, he's going to – if Judy ends up missing time – which I honestly haven't seen the any any injury report on him this week. Um, Dude, sounds, he was limited like at practice the other day. Yeah, I don't like understand that. Sounds like he's got a better chance than we originally thought. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, Adam Thielen, he's also banged up right now. He's questionable for week one. He's probably dust. Uh, I don't expect much from him this year. Zay Jones. A decent bench receiver. I like him on my bench more than Adam Thielen. Um, and then same Zay, thing with Col- Zay is a great 
guy to draft at his 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 draft position because he starts in wide in two wide receiver sets. I'd rather He's have the... him in like what? a best. I'd rather have him in like a best ball format where yes. you don't have to predict when his weeks are going to be. That's very true, but I'd still take him over Thielen. Oh yeah, absolutely. For sure. Oh yeah, say over Thielen for sure. I do like Thielen. Um, by the way, Jerry Judy questionable as of today. Yeah, so there's there's nothing new on him. Like he's out or he's doubtful or he's good to go. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, probably game time decision with him. Um, I would lean unlikely to play. Um, Jacoby Myers yeah. is another one of these guys who's just fine. Not a high ceiling guy at all. Um, we move to tight end. We've got George Kittle. Another one of these guys who is uncertain for week one. Um, Going to be volatile, but when he goes off, he goes off. So I, I like George Kittle more than most this year uh, for that reason. And then I think Jawan Johnson is a really solid tight end too. Um, sounds like he could have a chance. And I know Ryan likes him. Um, if he was on the show, he'd be hyping him up. Um, but he has a chance to take another step this year after a little mini breakout last year. Overall, solid team. Top five upside at quarterback with Justin Fields. He's got that stud running back uh, with Austin Eckler. With a solid group behind him with Mixon, Pacheco, Roshan, Johnson. Wide receiver is good, but I feel like it's missing a true wide receiver one high ceiling guy that I like to have on my rosters. But overall, very solid starting three. Um, and he, like I said, Kittle and Juwan Johnson at tight end. Not a bad combination there at all. Um, thoughts on this team, guys? Yeah, I like it overall. Like you said, though, I'm not the – yeah, it needs that guy as a receiver. Higgins has the talent and would be if he was, you know, not the number two option. And I know he still is like a viable fantasy receiver, but I just don't really like Higgins at his price. Um, if you look last last year, even he just doesn't have the pop games that yes. like true wide receiver ones need. And so if, if you're drafting a guy that high, who's never going to go out there and get you 30 points. I, I don't want that. Yeah. I was kind of the same page, Zach, where I feel like, and Alex, you mentioned it too. Like the wide receiver room is a bunch of like steady Eddie kind of guys that you can count on. It's kind of an uncommon build because like he's going to win weeks based on his running backs and quarterbacks. It's kind of like you know, like a 2015 kind of build. You know what I mean? Where it's, yeah. Yeah. it's not dependent on the wide receivers. It's dependent on a quarterback going off like crazy and then the running backs having big touchdown weeks. Yeah, especially in a full PPR league like this one. I really want to prioritize wide receiver, um, especially early in the draft. And then you can get your value running back later. Uh, yeah, I, I want I want a stud that I can get top five weeks from at, at wide I, receiver. I don't think I don't think you have him on, on this roster unless something happens to Jamar Chase. And like like right. you said, T. Higgins, he's gonna give you good weeks, but he's not gonna give you those top five weeks. Uh, unless something happens to Chase. And I don't think yeah, any I just, of these other receivers are either. Chris Godwin, you can't count on that. Yeah, I like Chris Cooper. Godwin this year. I mean, Cooper. That, I don't know if he well, he's done. He's been that guy before, but I agree. Um, I do think I do like the team, though. I think we all agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a solid team. 
solid team all the way around. But love the tight end room, like you mentioned. I just don't think the ceiling is there to be one of the top three contenders in this team. I mean, in this league. Okay. All right. Get him, Zach. I got uh, I got myself a nice team here. This is Andrew. Oh, I think we got two Andrews. So this is Andrew Bilat. <clears throat> I probably said that wrong. Sorry. But your name is P Ian on Ian. Um, either this is you know, like a big middle finger to Ian, or Ian has a pee fetish. I don't know which one. I don't, <laughs> you know, no kink shaming. So, whichever it is, Ian's getting peed on. Um, so this team has has just a beautiful start with Trevor Lawrence, the prince who has promised himself. Yep. Um, I I didn't do that on purpose. I promise that I got the Trevor team. Um, I believe you. I love that you got him in the fifth. He was the eighth quarterback off the board, and you took him just kind of in that dead zone. So, like, it's kind of the perfect spot. Uh, you you were already, you know, pretty set at running back and had a nice start at receiver. And like I said, since you were sitting in that dead zone, Lawrence being the eighth quarterback off the board. I think makes total sense. His ceiling is as high as any, like a Joe Burrow type um, for a quarterback who doesn't just sit there and have the outright rushing um, floor or ceiling. Like he's got Joe Burrow's ceiling. Um, Taking that second year leap with Doug Peterson that turned Carson Wentz into a potential MVP that's some wizardry shit I I don't think we'll ever fully uncover the secrets of, but wow. I expect a huge year from him. We've already mentioned Ridley and Christian Kirk are just going to be really good. Uh, he's got Ingram, Zay Jones, ETN. Now they got Tank. Um, they got a couple tight ends behind... Ingram that are going to be pretty sneaky, not for fantasy, but like just as far as like spreading the ball around Peterson, Peterson's going to be a wizard this year. He's got Trevor. He's got the talent there. He's got the toys to play with. Jaguars offense is going to be really damn good. So yeah, you should be happy about getting uh, Trevor. You took Kyler. Took him in the 15th. So I don't hate the shot there. Um, because if he does end up playing this year, that's a steal and a half. The only thing I guess I, if I'm going to take Kyler, it's because I already punted at quarterback. So like, if you were one of the teams that took the Daniel Jones as your quarterback one or something like that, then that might be the guy who's trying to take that shot at Kyler, but you took Lawrence. So in a one QB, yeah, I don't think you really need to be worried about it, but I don't hate it because it was I'm, the 15th round. Might as well use that IR spot. Yeah. You have it. 15th and, round. I don't I don't hate the pick at all. Yeah, I don't hate it either. But um, I think if if somebody else comes eligible for that IR spot, I think I'm okay with 
kicking Kyler out and using it for somebody else. Yeah, if you got at a to. different position, yeah. So um, you might need to pick up another quarterback along the way. I don't think Jags have bye till week nine, I want to say. So you should be set for a bit. Uh, moving to running backs, you got Pollard. Gets hurt. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Just fun to see. He got turned. He's Gumby. <laughs> he got turned into Gumby when he played in Detroit. Got rolled up on. That's right. I thought he literally his legs were jello, and I thought he died. I thought yeah. twenty two was over. I thought twenty three was over. Yeah. I wanted to die. Um, it was almost the saddest moment of my life. And then all of a sudden it was like, holy shit, is that Trevor Lawrence's music? And he came out. running out. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was texting Zach. I'm sorry, man. It was horrible. It was, it was, yeah. It was right before halftime, too. So it was like a long yeah. time before. Yeah, you had to wait he, to find out. Yeah. And just Brutal. refreshing Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to put any more Trevor injuries into the, um, into the energy uh, waves here. But yeah, you got Pollard and Dobbins as your one-two punch at running back. I'm a big yeah. fan there. Pollard is just going to be a volume machine and a good offense. He's going to catch passes. He's going to be on the field a ton. They never brought in a, a veteran, um, which a lot of people are expecting. I know Hunt and Fournette are still available. But at this point, it's this is Pollard's backfield. Um, J.K. Dobbins is kind of the same way. Like, this is going to be his backfield. I, you're going to get your Gus Edwards work here and there because he has proven that he's just a, a trusty guy. Um, but overall, I, I love Dobbins this year. He's year two coming off of that ACL, which historical data has shown that that is the like when players start to, you know, really feel normal again and can put some full trust into the knee. So I, I, I'm a big fan of Dobbins this year in an offense that I think takes another step, another step in the passing game, which will help the running game. So having Pollard and Dobbins, one, two, I'm a big fan of here. Um, Khalil Herbert's your number three, got him in the eighth round. And that's fine. Like, it's okay. I probably wouldn't have done that if I, if I were you, but you didn't totally blow the pick. Like, Herbert's going to be fine. Um, Eli Mitchell, round 10. That's a pick. Um, we were talking about handcuffs and stuff earlier. This is a handcuff I'm fine with because of the offense. Like, in Mitchell might carry standalone value uh, at some point in the season, just depending on how in injuries stack up there. Like, there's a re completely realistic scenario where both running backs are producing because Debo's out and Kittle's out. And you know what I mean? Like they're just stacking injuries other places. Um, Don't say that. Yeah, I know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like the point is I like Eli Mitchell in the 10th round as a depth guy for running back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He'll have, he'll have standalone weeks where he's probably top 30. Right. Just from his own usage. And you got him as your running back for, um, you doubled up in round 11 with Penny and Gainwell. I mean, I don't hate it because you're like kind of just taking a shot that late with both. 
but I wouldn't have done it because you're already taking running back five and six there. So like you Just were keep... far enough. Yeah, exactly. Like if you were like really zero running back in the shit out of this and you took those two as like your four and five or your three and four, because you were just like that pigeonholed, just you know, trying to hit have one stick. I wouldn't have hated that. But you'd already built the depth, so it just seemed a little unnecessary. Um, but that rounds out your running back room. Here's the good stuff. We got Amon Ross St. Brown kicking off first. Just the dude's gonna be the target monster. And then he's got Keenan Allen, target monster. Drake London. Probably going to get a lot, but it's going to be spread a little there in the fourth round. Probably would have gone Godwin myself, but I don't hate the London pick. And then your wide receiver four in the six is Deontay Johnson, another target machine. I In a PPR league, you targeted the perfect dudes. The dudes who are going to get targets, they rack up receptions. They carry touchdown upside. I love this wide receiver room. The only thing I don't like is he took Jamison in the 12th. At this point, a six-game suspension is... I just In redraft, I just don't know how you warrant it. It's not like you drafted A.J. Brown in the 12th and they're like, yeah, well, when he comes back, like... I love Jameson. I want him to be that guy so fucking bad. But I just can't at this point and redraft. So that was the one sad part about the wide receivers here. Um, Even like a pedestrian dude like Lazard or Zay Jones would have been a much better death pick. Um, He rounded it out with Nico in the 14th which I do like Nico as like a guy and, you know, I was ragging on the guys in bad offenses, but in the 14th round for a big uh, receiver who looks like he could be that like trusted target for CJ Stroud, potentially 14th round. Yeah. I'm cool with that tight end. So you drafted Dulcich at 1602 one pick ahead of my my dude Jake Ferguson. So I gotta give you shit for that because I love Ferguson this year. But then you had to drop Dulcich because he apparently um is in Sean Payton's doghouse. And you now have Isaiah Likely and Noah Gray. So you picked up two backups when I'm sure there's probably another starter out there. I mean I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just taking a solid guess at it. Yeah. Um, you fell for the Noah Gray trap. Sorry. Um, Isaiah Likely is like an okay guy if you have Andrews. Like when Andrews was out in the past, and Isaiah Likely's been the dude, he's he's produced pretty fine. But I wouldn't carry him unless I had Andrews. Um, and even then I probably just wouldn't still. No, I'm not handcuffing my <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Agreed. Tight ends, you need work here. You obviously just punted it from the start, which I'm fine with the strategy. But you got to at least get guys who are going to be on the field. Like Noah Gray is only going to be a thing for a couple more weeks tops. And even then, he caught, what, two balls last night? And he's even not a thing. Right. 
Um, Blake Bell called the touchdown even. Yeah. And then, so yeah, then you got Isaiah Likely, who has literally zero value unless Mark, and- Mark Andrews is out. I, confusing uh, moves there. Um, so yeah, on my notes down in the bottom, I wrote uh, Trevor as the eighth overall. I like a lot. Reasonable shot at Kyler. I love top four uh, wide receivers. I wrote you, you drafted seven running backs because you drafted Evan Hole and then, but he's not on your roster anymore. You drafted seven running backs and overall you got like three combined starters. So that's, that's something. Uh, but overall, really good team. Nico's good pick late. I prefer Penny in the 11th, much to DeAndre Swift, who got drafted in the 6th. And overall, I think this team, I think this team could be a contender because these wide receivers are badass in a PPR league. You got reception machines over here. So I, I think this team can make some noise. Um, I, I think I'm much higher on this team than you are. I like this team a lot. Obviously, tight end is a shit show, and that needs to be fixed immediately. Like, even if it's trading, you know, Elijah Mitchell or, like, Komet or somebody that at least, like you said, will play the starter minutes, you know what I mean, snaps. Um, but I think this running back room slaps. I mean, Dobbins and Pollard is good. I think I'm clearly a Herbert guy. I think he's definitely going to be the guy getting the most carries. I know it's full PPR, but I, I just think he's going to be solid. Penny, until he's hurt, he's going to be very useful, in my opinion. He's a flex. And then he's got the wide receivers. He's got a good quarterback. So I think this team. I got to be honest. Uh, I, I was pumping the brakes a little bit on him because I was going to pick him as my champion at the end. Mm. Really? And then you, and then you called me out. Right, because you're wrong. This is like this promise. Yeah, I, I like this team a lot. <laughs> because I didn't want to. I, I was there's the other team that's obvious, and I didn't want to go chalk, so I went with the team I knew well because I researched them. But also, like I said, I think this wide receiver room is gonna. This wide receiver room is gonna carry this team. But you also have a, a legit running back duo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and you got Scooby Doo Doo on that one. You got Tony Pollard at the two oh seven. I love that value. Yeah, Dobbins in the fifth. Yep. Yeah, I love yeah. the Amon Ross St. Brown pick. We've talked about him several times. You know, I see a huge ceiling for him, and we talked about on other shows that, you know, everybody likes to say he doesn't score touchdowns and the touchdowns are going to be different this year. And then he goes out in week one. And what's he do? He scores a touchdown. He had, had the two. worst touchdown luck last year. Yeah. He was top, 10, Goff missed top 10 in red zone targets. Listen. Yes, Jared Goff missed him running wide, booty butt naked down the seam. Like literally hold, no one was by him. Hold that thought. Um, Played so much of Monra in DraftKings last year and got tilted so many fucking times because he'd get tackled inside the five. Yeah, I remember that shit. Seven Dennis times. Dennis said seven inside times, I guess. Yeah. That was true. Um, me, that's my guy. Spe- speaking of that play, 
um, Ben Solak. Yep. Did you see that video, Dennis? Mm-hmm. Alex, did you see this? Uh, I'm not sure. I might have retweeted it. I don't know. Anyways, that play Dennis is talking about, Amon Ra running wide open down the seam. Goff just didn't see him. He was breaking it down on film and showed that play in the playoffs against the Bucks Rams. with the Rams when Cup ran. They ran the exact same um, concept. concept and Cup was running down the seam, except Stafford saw him because he actually has balls. <laughs> and like yeah, basically, you, you take your best player wide receiver, put him in the spot, and run a clear out route, assuming the attention will be on him, and it wasn't. And while I mean, Goff's like, nope, I'm playing the system, and Stafford's like, oh, this guy's wide open. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? But the most impressive thing to me about it was that Solak was able to just pull that because he yeah. did that last night. It wasn't even like he sat on that. Like, no, he saw that and was like, boom, playoffs. I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> Great follow. Yes. Um, so, yeah, huge fan of this team. Alrighty. Dennis. I'm up. So I have Hertz Donut. All right. So looking at the information... I don't like this team. Has some, I have some thoughts. Little little plus, little minus. Um, sixth year in the league. Makes excuses when he loses. He's the unluckiest, and that everyone else is just lucky. So that's always a good look. Um, lost in the finals in 2020, but blown out by Hunter last year in 2021. Biggest playoff win in league history. Missed it last year. Um, usually pretty good. Refuses to trade or even listen to fair offers. Um, outrageous takes <laughs> and then just won't accept when he's wrong. All right, I kind of like this guy. And he despises Aaron Rodgers. I didn't even know that part. Let's go. Um, yeah, I like Chris. Um, I do have some shit to give you, but other than that, uh, I, I like that. So I have some notes. So um, I called this team looks hot from a distance. Uh, he's got hurt to quarterback. He kind of probably figured that one out. Um, odds on favorite probably be the QB one just because his rushing touchdown upside and just the insane team surrounding him. Um, I did say very original name though, like, oh, you used a Hertz pun. Can't believe it. Anywho, uh, running back room, you got CMC, love, 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 but then Dalvin Cook, Zeke, and Hunt. Um, so your running back room starts hot, so you have that going for you. And I'm a fan of the hero RB build. That's what I typically like to do. Um, but you're really going to need some bounces to go from the, hey, it's not a bad thing when your team goes month, when you go months without getting signed in free agency, right? You just got three of those guys that were sitting there without a team for months after free agency started. So um, if I was taking one of those guys, that'd be fine. If I'm taking three of those as 75% of my RB room, I'm pretty worried. Um, wide receiver room, got Devontae Smith, Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk, Zay Flowers, Kadarius Lookma, No Hands, Tony, and Jalen Hunt, and Michael Gallup. I do like the stack of Devonta and Hertz, but overall this group is kind of lackluster. Um, Terry McLaurin, he's a good player for sure, but he just never seems to have enough to really hit the scoring levels that people want him to get to. 
Um, and he's already less than 100%. So I don't know how how likelihood of the likelihood of that this year. Christian Kirk, um, he got usurped by Ridley, but he should be solid, uh, especially in full PPR. That helps his value a lot. Um, Zay Flowers, I absolutely love. And by the end of the year, he could be the X factor that this group really needs to kind of help him out. Um, but it's just hard when you see some of the other wide receiver rooms in this league. Tony, um, some of us tried to warn y'all. Oof. Uh, Hyatt and Gallup, for different reasons, they just won't be dependable. Um, you know, Hyatt, he's going to be at best boom bust and you won't know when to play him. Low target guy. And then Gallup, I would hold on to just because if something were to happen to CD Lamb or um, Brandon Cooks, he definitely steps into a really good role has that connection with Dak already. But, um, yeah, I like this wide receiver room. I just – I don't love it for sure. I would say it's mid-tier um, compared to some of these other ones. Tight end, TJ Hawkinson. Um, I love Hawk. You have one to set it and forget it tight ends, and that's always a huge edge. Um, I'm not really buying into the Addison hype, so I think Hawk will – is a full go for top four tight end for sure, um, especially if Darren Waller already is banged up and might be missing time because he's someone that I have sneaking into the top four. So that would push uh, Hawkinson even higher to top three. So overall, I think this team has legs. Um, you're really going to need a running back to step up, like really bad. Um, but your top three wide receivers, uh, if they can repeat what they did last year, they were all, I think, top 15. Um, you could be better than I'm anticipating. But just overall, I just think, um, you know, you got – Great, great start with Hertz and with um, McCaffrey, but then kind of after that, it kind of drops off. What are you guys thinking? I judge my teams on their benches. Mm -hmm. I hate this bench. Yeah. Kadarius, Tony, Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Hyatt, Tyler Boyd, Kareem Hunt, Michael Gallup. Where's the upside? I agree. Yeah, I'd be fine – I'd be fine rostering Boyd and Gallup on my bench, but that's about it. I'll give you credit, though. At least you did not start Kadarius Tony last night. Kept him on the bench. I'll give you that. You don't know that. I do. do I looked. I went and I looked. Uh, okay. I did. All right, all I right. do know. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that was a gotcha and we could have made fun of him. We did the research. I was, too. That's why I went and looked. Shit on him, but... But yeah, you know, like I feel like they like their number one option everywhere is good. But yeah, then... I think kind of like we talked about with one of my teams earlier, where you're kind of missing that elite, elite wide receiver one. That would really be my own, other than the bench, which I think the bench can be fixed pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be my only critique of this starting lineup, at least. That's um, kind of funny because that team wide receiver one was Higgins and this one is Smith. So it's like totally the same type of yeah, dude. Very, like would be an same. alpha yeah. on his team, but there's just a bigger alpha on their team. Yeah. But I do like that you have enough wide receivers that you're starting wide receivers in the flex and you're not one of these other teams that's relying on Damian Pierce and Miles Sanders to start in your flex spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall, I like the team. I think they're probably a yeah. playoff. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't think I've set it to six yet, so I think I'm okay so far. 
<laughs> it's easy to be like, oh yeah, they're a playoff team till nine of the twelve teams, right? <laughs> yeah. um, no, I agree. I yeah, like this team. This is one of my favorites. Yeah, love McCaffrey. I think he's monster year. Just, sure. just shore up your bench a little bit. Yep. And then Zay, I'm, I, I got good feelings about him. I don't know. That just might be my homerism. Yeah. I just love the guy. But I agree. I just I can't get behind this running back room past McCaffrey. Yes. I mean, like you already mentioned, Dennis, like the three guys who who waited around. I don't want anything to do with Dalvin. <clears throat> I think it was obvious he already lost some juice last season. So another season after that, no thanks. He's but he's now he's not even the most talented back in the room. So double no thanks. Um Zeke as your running back three. Like Zeke is like break glass in case of emergency kind of roster, dude. Not your running back three. And then your running back four is unsigned. You better hope he goes to Indy. But even then, you better hope he gets signed and you better hope nobody gets hurt (laughs) because you might be up shit creek without a paddle, my friend. Hurts, don't it? I got nothing after that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are we on to my team? Yeah. Hell. All right. My next team is Hee-hee. I guess that's what we'll say. <laughs> this is Roshan. 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 Um. He's known as the rat. He always instigates shit and he starts <laughs> drama when he just wants to be entertained, whether it be fantasy football, like making terrible lopsided trades, like he's traded Travis Kelsey for J.K. Dobbins, or even in reality. He hasn't made the playoffs in four years, though he's one of the founders. Like I said before, I think half the league is a founder. He's one of the usual bottom feeders of the league, doesn't really know anything at all about football and he's just in it because his friends he's friends with the group and he enjoys causing chaos in the league in any way he can possibly do it um, so we'll see if he's got a roster at all um, i love how fantasy leagues have the exact same personalities across every league because <laughs> dennis i don't even have to tell you we have this exact guy and yeah yeah you already know who it is like <laughs> this is that's hilarious. Starts with a B. Uh-huh. <laughs> so a quarterback. We got Joe Burrow. Um, he's healthy, supposedly good to go for Week One. Um, I think he's going to be Joe Burrow. He's a top five quarterback every single week. Um, running back Saquon Barkley. Um, I really like Barkley a lot this year. I think he's got. RB1 overall in his range of outcomes, without a doubt. Um, There's no significant receiver in that offense. So the the passing game is going to go through, and the whole offense is going to go through Darren Waller, who's already hurt, and Saquon Barkley. His receiving numbers could rival his rookie year when he had 121 targets and 91 receptions that year uh, on top of what he's going to do in the running game. So I really like the Saquon pick. 
Um, Derrick Henry in round two, I'm a little bit more, or I don't know if you picked him round two, but he's our, your RB2. Um, I'm a little bit more concerned about him, a little more skeptical on Derrick Henry. It's Derrick Henry. We know what he's capable of, but he's going to have to get it done behind the league's worst offensive line. Um, so that's where my concern is. And I don't know how good the offense is going to be to allow him to score touchdowns in that offense. Um, and then maybe he keeps up the receiving uptick that we saw. He had career highs, receptions, and targets last year. Hopefully he gets that this year. That'll at least help him overcome the offensive line deficiencies and the whole overall offense struggle. Um, Samaje Pirine, I don't like as much as I did earlier in the process now that we know that Javante Williams is healthy, or at least that we think he's healthy. Seems like he's healthy. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens with Samaje. I like him on my bench, though. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, I don't really like him on the bench here. I don't think he's the RB2 there. If anything happens to Tony Pollard, yeah, we'll get a little splash of, of Deuce Vaughn in the offense, but he's not getting you know your 15 touches a game. He's never going to be that guy. He's going to give you you know seven seven touches. He'll be explosive, and hopefully he holds up for those, but I don't think his fantasy football potential is worth hanging on to on your bench. If um, all the pieces fall into place for him, and I mean all of them, he's Darren Sproles. And even then, he's still not going to be Darren Sproles. So, right. yeah, I just... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're, he's Tariq Cohen. You're counting on the outlier of all outliers. Right. That's just not a guy that I think is worth holding on the bench at this point. Um, we'll move to wide receiver. Got DK Metcalf. Um, I think he's got a higher ceiling than most think he does this year, even with the, the presence of JSN and, and Tyler Lockett. Um, Christian Watson is going to miss week one. And he's really reliant on Jordan Love taking the next step because I don't think you can count on the same high touchdown rate that he, that he rode to his breakout in the second half of last year. Um, he's going to need more targets, more yardage, and what he was getting um, if he's going to repeat what he did last year. Because he's not going to be able to rely on you know, scoring a touchdown at the rate that he was doing. Um, Jordan, Jordan Addison, I know, Dennis, you mentioned you're not a huge Addison fan. Yeah. Really? It's just like you don't like the talent or you don't like the situation? Like, what do you think? Um, so he dominated a pit and then – you know, with good quarterback play, right? And then he goes to USC, which is also, you know, crappy defense has been against. Better OC, better quarterback production went down. Just, I just, I, I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think he's a special player. Well, I think, I think Hawkinson is better. I would have to look, but I think the overall production went down for sure. But I don't know if the, within his, own offense if it went down like the target share touchdown share percentage those numbers. of yeah. you know, yardage and stuff like that yeah, but i was just expecting like a monster year and then he's 170 right and didn't run right. fast that's not good um he's got to compete with justin jefferson you know god's gift to wide receivers and then a good tight end too and so i'm I just, just not i'm not seeing the same hype as others i think he's a 
super just pure wide receiver. He's an I think he's a really good talent. Um, smooth, smooth route runner. And Adam Thielen, he dusty Adam Thielen commanded over 100 targets in this offense last year. So I think there's still plenty of room for someone like Jordan Addison to come in and have 110, 115, 120 targets in that offense, um, give you 80 receptions, 1,000 receiving yards um, as a rookie. Um, I'm impressed by his ability to go up and get a ball, too, for his size. For his size, yeah. Yeah. Um, With Christian Watson out, I'm not thrilled about Addison being my wide receiver, too, in week week one. So I could have a little concern there, but I think he's going to have a good, good rookie season. Um, your other receivers on this roster, Odell Beckham and Darnell Mooney. Um, not jumping out of my chair. Excited for either one of those guys. Tight end, Dallas Goddard. Um, we talked about him for a second earlier. We all like Dallas Goddard. He's, you know, your top five, top six tight end. Going to give you, you know, steady production. Um, probably doesn't have the ceiling to get into the top two or three. Um, but he's going to be a guy you can rely on week in, week out. Great offense, great quarterback. Um, he's got the talent. Um, you got Cole Kmet on the bench. Eh, he's all right. Um, overall, I like the I like the early portion of the draft with this team. But I would have preferred you know wide receiver two. I mean a wide receiver in round two instead of Derrick Henry. Um, but Saquon, Derrick Henry, DK Metcalf, Joe Burrow to start a draft is is really solid. Um, even the next four picks with Christian Watson. Um, before the injury, um, Goddard, Addison, Antonio Gibson. I think those are all solid picks. Um, but again, I would have liked to have added another wide receiver in there somewhere. Um, so I like the early portion of your draft, but I hate, I hate your last seven picks. Um, you drafted absolutely zero upside in the back half of the draft. After playing it relatively safe in the early rounds, which is fine, I like I like keeping it safe in the early rounds. Um, I think that's what's going to keep this team from ascending, though, from a decent, you know, middle of the pack team to a potential contender, because you don't have a ton of upside sitting on this bench or in your flex spots um, that can take you from you know a good team safe good, solid picks early in the draft to, okay, now I can take the next step down the stretch portion of the season into the fantasy playoffs and really rocket yourself to a top three top three finish. Um, you guys agree with that? What do you think about this team? Fortunately for them, uh, they got – let's see here. Where was it? Oh, I don't know. What I was going to say is, yeah, they played it good as far as keeping it pretty safe. Um, Didn't totally screw anything up like we've talked about. And like, I totally agree with what you're saying about the back end of the bench here. I don't understand the Cole Kemet hype. It's happening again. I just don't. Like, I thought after last season, the train was going to... People were jumping off the train, but, like, it's happening. The train's speeding up again. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, I think that was kind of a, a wasted pick 
after drafting Goddard. I agree. I'm not a fan, especially after you already had Mooney. Um, you don't really want too many pass catchers, not DJ Moore in this offense, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, he, he did take Derrick Henry in the second round over some really good wide receivers. And I think he was kicking himself because he could have gone Monty instead of, um, you know, later on, instead of having to kind of force wide yeah. receiver uh, just even this draft. I believe he even drafted him over Tony Pollard. If you were going to take another running back there, I like I like Pollard. I think he went he one. He take him over Pollard. But Waddle, Ridley, Olave, Smith were there. Yeah, I would feel a lot better about this team with one of those guys. Could have gotten Deontay later on, but he kind of felt forced to go. Got her. I don't know. I think um, – oh, I remember I was going to say a minute ago. Fortunately for him, I don't think he's going to be a bottom feeder again. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. This is a solid team. I think this is one of mine that I'm going to say doesn't make the playoffs. Ooh. Yeah, I just don't see any standalone value for Vaughn. Um, Komet. Odell doesn't do anything for me. Like you said, Alex, the upside on the bench is just completely lacking. Um, your biggest upside bench guy is Gino, and he's your backup quarterback behind Joe Burrow. Right. So, injury there. You can't start too. I do. I do like Antonio Gibson, uh, especially, you know, he got him pretty late um, in the eighth round. That's probably your best late upside guy. Yeah. I'm just, I'm overall, yeah. I think if you start with Barkley, if you're one, that's fine. But I think you got to go wide receiver with your second pick. Yeah. Yeah. I need to right. walk out of my first two rounds with at least one wide receiver and two out of, after after round three. I want to have two yeah. wide receivers in the first three rounds. I love Barkley this I year, have, though. Um, yeah. Like, I just don't see the usage going down. They just don't, they continue, continually. Just don't add anyone else. Um, and well, I think add. that just, just nobody good. Well, yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. just think it shows what they really think about that guy. Yeah. All right. All right. Zach, you got one more. This one's a doozy. This one is. AJ Lamar's Lamar Doggies Steelers. Um, and I'm a little confused because on Sleeper, your name is P Poo Karthik. And you guys have a guy in the league whose name is Karthik. So there's a lot of P stuff going on in this league, I've noticed. Um, but P Poo Karthik slash AJ slash. Um, Whatever your team name was, where you go, Lamar Doggy Steelers, the most lovable and nicest guy in the league. Big Ravens homer. Oh, this okay. The the pieces are falling into place, guys. Um. Uh, oh, he's reaches for Lamar Andrews and or Tucker hasn't made the playoffs <laughs> in four years. So stop reaching for Andrews. I'm gonna. There's your first piece of advice. Made the finals five years ago because Andrews wasn't a thing yet with one of the most dominant teams we've ever seen. 
more in it for the camaraderie than the that the fantasy football brings. And favorite line of the evening, one of the founders. Um, this team. So that explained a lot. Um, you got Lamar at quarterback, which is that's what's up. I mean, he. That's how Mahomes lasted the QB four. Yeah. <laughs> and he took Andrews um, in the second round too at two oh eight. All right, just you shut up. Let me cook. <laughs> Hold up. Let me cook. Um, okay. I, I love Lamar. He's one of the guys who's capable of going nuclear any week against anyone. Um, you don't have to stack Lamar. Like, I'm down to stack any quarterback, but if there's a guy in the league where you're like, yeah, he don't got to at all, it's Lamar. Um, yeah, I love Lamar. There's nothing bad to say about Lamar. So we're going to move down the roster. You're, you went zero running back. Um, your first running back is DeAndre Swift as your RB1 in the sixth round. Turned it around with James Cook. Your RB3 is Jarek McKinnon, noted pass specialist. And your number four is Tyler Algier. Ugh. Yikes. Um, so yeah, no depth. Um, and bad depth. I like McKinnon as like a guy, like a depth guy, but he doesn't get carries. Um, and he, he didn't look great last night. And he's your running back three. Um, the only saving grace for your running back four to hit the field is Bijan going down. Um, that's it for running back. Four. Oh, this team has hole now? Oh, okay. So, but yeah, he sucks. (laughs) He he ain't a thing either, so. Yikes. I stand by the yikes. Um, Wide receivers. Um, This wide receiver room is like in Step Brothers when Brennan makes his fancy sauce and he hands and he hands the bowl over to Dale and Dale sniffs it and he goes, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> it, it smells weird. <laughs> you got you got Tyree Kill, you drafted 105. He's he's exempt from any comments being made about this team. Tyreek to the moon, 105, hell yeah, let's go. The issue here is your wide receiver two is Jerry Judy and you waited till the sixth round and you drafted him when he's already hurt. Your wide receiver three is Hollywood Brown and he's playing on one of, if not the worst offense in the league um, with, you know, Josh Dobbs or Clayton Toon throwing to him. You turned it around after Hollywood in the eighth with Quentin Johnson in the ninth, not a starter. Your key or your wide receiver four is Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, low volume, deep threat. Your wide receiver number six is another Cardinals receiver, Rondell Moore. Your number seven is Tank Dell. Why? 
just because it's preseason warrior week one, I guess is the only reason. Um, and after that, some of these guys aren't on this roster anymore. Oh, is Tank Dell not? Tank Dell's not, and Donovan Peoples Jones. You mentioned him. Yeah, also no. not. But he added Hunter Renfro, so it's all good now. Oh, good to go. So you're Save drafting the guys in the twelfth to cut them a week before the season even starts. <clears throat> Draft strategy all around. It's just absolute mess here. Um. Tight ends, you got Mark Andrews, and then you got my guy, Jake Ferguson, in the 16th, which nope. is a great pick. No longer. He's got Greg Dulcich. What is happening? You got so you dropped, one. you dropped Jake Ferguson to pick up a tight end who's not the tight end one on his team currently. I would still rather have Dulcich over Ferguson. Hands down. Ooh. I know you love Ferguson. Right. I, can get, I can get behind that, but... This is where this is where the problems come in. We got Mark Andrews at 208. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. This is way too high. You took him over Chris Olave, Jalen Waddell, all four of the top quarterbacks. Um no. No, no, Pro- no, probably some running backs that were better that I just didn't even write down. Like, I don't know, everybody practically there. And and you did it when he's already got a freaking injury. Insane. Hit it, hit, hit it back up at the end of the second with Lamar to complete the stack. Like I said, you don't even need to stack Lamar. Why didn't you take Lamar first? That's my question. Like, if you're going to take one of those dudes naked, I want Lamar, not Mark Andrews. So take Lamar and risk Andrews getting sniped. I don't know. This just makes no sense uh, to me. No other tight end went for two, for two complete full rounds after Mark Andrews. Right. Just a complete, <laughs> absolute overstepping your boundaries, taking your guy, homerism pick. And I've made some bad Jags homer picks, and this is this is just something else. Um, I wrote down the eighth and right, ninth round made me sad because that's where you took Hollywood at eight and Quentin Johnson at nine. Like, what is going on here? You took Hollywood over Zay Flowers, you know, the guy you could have stacked with Lamar. So, uh, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. And like I said, Quentin Johnson, when you're running, your wide receiver room is that rough already, and then you draft a guy who's not even starting. I, I don't know, man. I just, I'm, I'm baffled. More running back depth if your first running back is in round six or DeAndre Swift. <laughs> um, Wide receiver room is an absolute mess. I wrote, you... Oh, you took Swift over Monty, James Conner, Pacheco. A lot of running backs I would have easily gone over. DeAndre. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Just give me the guys with the volume. Like, it's like you don't got to overthink that part. Um, 
you clearly went zero running back here, except you really screwed up the not running back part. I was going to say, do you think he intentionally went zero RB or is just he just sucks at drafting and he just happened to be yeah. zero RB? Because it doesn't look well, like he there. really followed any zero RB strategy other than not taking running backs early. Like, you remember, like, when I was saying earlier that, like, if you're going to go zero RB, you got to be studs for else. Your flex can't be one of your running backs. Yeah. Your whole goal is you're only starting two. Your flex, you're flexing Jarek McKinnon and Rondell Moore. What the hell am I looking at? This is exactly. easily How do you take two Cardinal wide receivers? Oh, my God. I don't even know if this I can team. take one. But Josh Tom's the quarterback? Or Clayton? Oh, what? This is easily the worst team in this league, right? Easily? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so bad. You completely neglected running back, and you were just drafting dudes like Rondell and Donovan Peoples-Jones and Tank Dell when Jeff Wilson was sitting there. You could have just drafted him late, threw him on your IR, and then picked up one of those shitty guys. And then you have a flyer on a running back and a good offense. Um, Michael Gallup was available while you were taking all these shitty receivers. Uh, if you're gonna go zero yeah, RB, by that point you should be done with wide receiver. But you yes. drafted so poorly at wide receiver that you still had to keep drafting wide receiver anyway. And like it sucks. <clears throat> I like Hollywood and I like Quentin Johnson at a certain point, and I can't even defend these guys. Oh my gosh! And then to hit a back to back like that. Yeah, same round. You got them both. Yeah, this team <clears throat> um, is not good. Um, the last note I have written down was Lamar Monday Night Football um, because this guy really shit his pants. <laughs> at, least, at least he's the most lovable, nicest guy in the league. We'll give you that. That's fair. <laughs> And you're going to have fun, right? You get to watch your best, your favorite players. So that's fun, right? He's in the in it for the camaraderie. He wants to draft his Ravens. I guess let him do his thing. But just be prepared to finish in last place. Well, he has a lot of my favorite players. And I still hate this team so much. Yeah, right? Like Lamar, Tyreek Hill. I love Dulcich. Right, the third. Yeah, we need to move on. <laughs> this is just going to be... I'm happy that you're a good champ and people like you. Um, that's always good. Keep being a nice guy. We like that. Yeah. 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 Be just, a fun guy. Just keep being a nice guy and just passing the draft value to your friends. Next time you draft, just go to yardsforfantasy.com, download our mm-hmm. rankings, and just draft right off of them. And take a few Imodium. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the next guy we got is IA Thomp. 1915, which is only slants, which I really like that team name, but how did you not draft the slant god, Michael Thomas? Oh. I mean, yeah. what are we do- when what I are we saw the team part? name, I was expecting him to be on the team. I mean, he must on. have gotten sniped from Michael Thomas. I mean, The one well, guy who got disappointed that he didn't get to draft Michael Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Ian, so I don't know if he's the one being peed on or not. Um <laughs> Which you, I you so. do you, bro. You do you. I, I I'm saying you. no kink shaming. Two consensual adults, or more than two. I mean, 
group shower. Anyway, <laughs> always has a pretty good team that can never get over the hump. Uh, isn't very active in chats or trade, but very knowledgeable. He's our out of towner again. Every league has one of these people, uh, known as the super rich businessman, to focus on business to do anything else. Um, so good for you. Fantasy also, football is not business, right? <laughs> it's big business now. Um, yeah. The P thing kind of makes sense, business managers. <laughs> Moving on. QBs, two on Kirk. Um, I like the move of waiting and then grabbing two guys who are right around that QB 10 to 15 most weeks. I like that move um, if you are someone that doesn't get one of the top seven or eight guys. Um, hopefully you're good at picking the right one. That's all I got to say about the QBs. Uh, RB room, he's got ETN. He's at Kenny Three Sticks. He's got Madison, A.J. Dillon, Donta Foreman. Um, I think this is an upside group, and overall it's in good shape. We'll have its frustrating weeks for sure, um, but also the big ceiling ones. You know, with ETN and, you know, Walker, they're big home run threats. So they'll have weeks where they really pop for you. Um, so I'll be great. Um, Madison, I know Alex has gone hard on him, and I'm mostly in that boat. Of He hasn't been very efficient or very good. So you're 100% counting on he's getting, like, back when, what's his face, Zimmer was there, kind of volume for running back. And yeah. so maybe that does happen. But also, if it doesn't, good luck. Two straight um, years under four yards per carry for Alexander Madison. Yeah, and I'm very much team explosive running back, which is why I love the first two guys you've drafted. Uh, I don't love the next two because A.J. Dillon's also not explosive. Um, uh, athletically, and, he is. Okay. I would say he's explosive. He's got explosive thighs. Yeah, he's that. like he's like two forty. We ran like a, what a two three nine. That guy's gonna be explosive. Gets, he did not run a four three nine. There is no way. I think no way. Oh, please, somebody Google. Uh, All right, I'll dude, get back to you. Twitter. Keep going. I'll get There's back to no you. chance. Um, um Foreman, he's the part three. While he's doing that, Dennis, I made the point the on the other show we did, the one you weren't on with us. I said about Alexander Madison in today's NFL, dudes like ETN, Ramondre, um, <laughs> I don't know, like people in that tier, they they're like considering like these guys aren't good enough to be workhorse three down backs. And we're right. like supposed to be on the train that Madison's that good. <laughs> Get out. All right. I got an AJ Dillon update for you. So I think I got him. He was in the same draft class as Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor ran a 439. However, explosive however, athlete. <laughs> however, however, AJ Dillon at 247 pounds ran a 453. So he's got a speed yeah. score in the 98th percentile. But he's explosive. For his, for his size. That was not the argument. <laughs> you know who ran I a know. four I know who ran a four three nine. Trump at six three two fifteen. <laughs> Same size as Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Darnell Mooney ran a four three seven. That's why I knew AJ Dillon did not. Yeah, Darnell um, Mooney ran a four three seven at 180 pounds. 
I'm just saying, put them in a race. They're not moving at the same speed. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, I'm just, I, I've never been a Dylan guy. I kind of believed for a minute last year and then it blew up in my fucking face. And so I'm, I'm a hater. Anywho, uh, I do like this one in the back room. I think it's solid. Um, wide receivers, you got my boy Jalen Waddle. Love him. Lockett, Burks, Mingo. Bruh. Waddle's going to have to do, he's going to have to be like Greg Jennings, broken leg. Putting the team on his back versus one of the hottest hidden safeties, Den Shapa. Because you have four wide receivers in a full PPR league. What are we doing here, folks? Um, Wild's a star. Love it, love it, love it. His game's great. And stacking with Tua, even better. Because them two, when Tua plays, Waddle is elite. But after that, you're just hoping and praying, man. I mean, in a full PPR, the goal is you're starting four wide receivers. Um, so after, I mean, Lockett has a ton of competition. I think he's the three in that offense. Um, they added another running back along with the great Ken Walker that you have on your team. Um, and then Burks is in a 1980s style offense. Like <laughs> they're playing defense and they're running the football 25 plus times with their, with their 250 pound running back. Um, I just don't get how you only have four wide receivers and your fourth wide receiver is Jonathan Mingo. Like, is it a Beatles thing? You wanted your Ringo, Mingo? Like, what, what are we doing? Um, that offense would be rough. Uh, they're going to run the ball all day because that's what they did last year before they had a rookie wide receiver. I mean, a rookie quarterback. Um, I just think Mingo's a raw prospect. I don't even think he's usable in redraft. Like, maybe you take a flyer on him and just hope and pray. But, like, if he's your wide receiver four, you're counting on him. Um, I mean, I guess we'll see. Maybe I have egg in my face. I hope for your sake. I do. I just, I just hate that strategy of how do you only take four wide receivers in a PPR league? Um, tight ends, this sucks because you had Kelsey, who is that difference maker that this team desperately needs, and he's already missed a game, which hurts you. Um, hopefully he's back next week, but I mean, I know he was pushing for it this this week and. That you know, Chiefs want to be safe, which makes a ton of sense. Um, and normally, if you draft Kelsey, I'd be bashing you for taking a second tight end, but thank God you did, because um, you do have Kincaid, uh, who definitely has potential. Um, but uh, you got to be salty that you were sniped by one pick for Njoku, because if you're going to go tight end there and you could have gotten Njoku over Kincaid, that's like six, seven spots in the tight end ranks for me. Um, so. Kincaid would definitely be better end of the year than early of the year. Again, it just sucks that you have Kelsey Hurt right now because that would be like a great, you know, you know, bench dash for later on. But until then, you just need to hope that the embarrassing game, the rest of the KC pass catchers put up, for, um, the embarrassing game, the rest of the uh, Kansas City pass catchers put up against Detroit is enough to force Kelsey back. Easy for me to say, I guess. Um, overall, uh, you're just not that guy, pal. If this was Shark Tank, I'd hit you with the quick, I'm out. I don't like this team. I don't like your build. Uh, you got unlucky with your best player, which it was just, just that's not your fault that Kelsey got hurt. But um, when you build your team like you did, and then you get unlucky, there's always next year. I'm a Cubs fan. We live that mantra, right? So there's always next year for you. That's what I got for only slants. It's sad because if you look at this team, all right, let's just say you slot Kelsey up in the starting position because, like, obviously he drafted before he knew that. 
before yeah. that happened. So let's just let's just pretend Kelsey's your tight end. If you start at Tua, Etienne, Walker, Waddle, Lockett, Kelsey, you're like, okay, we're onto something here. And then mm-hmm. it just <laughs> Yeah, early on I liked this team and then I was like, wait. <laughs> what about you, Alex? Yeah. Um I like the early picks as well. Tua, Waddle. However, I'd be a little bit concerned with them. Week one, I was all excited. You know, that game against the Chargers could be a high-scoring game, but with no Teron Armstead Huge. on that line, that is an underrated story right now heading into week one for fantasy football. And that's really going to affect Tua. It's going to affect Jalen Waddle as well. Um, so Especially going against Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack on that, on that Chargers defense. I was going to wait for you to be done to say that. Yep. Last um, year, everyone liked to talk about the the EPA splits when Tua was on and off the field, um, which was a thing. Armstead. Like, don't get me wrong, their backups are garbage. But Armstead was also gone at the same time, like the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I believe that even in the time Tua played without Armstead, there was still a significant um, drop. That when when your when your offense offensive passing game is predicated on that quick strike timing stuff, and your left tackle is as good as Tron Armstead, mm-hmm. that's a huge blow. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's in that tier with like uh, Trent Williams and Lane Johnson, where like it changes everything because they're yeah. so freaking good. You can just get away with stuff that you can't. Get it like normal teams don't have those kind of humans on. And if you look at if you look at Jalen Waddle's rookie season, his average target depth Mm -hmm. that year with no Teron Armstead on that team, Teron Armstead comes in last year, his target depth goes through the roof. Now, and there are other factors as well, but it also gives also gives Tua the time to stand back there in that pocket and hit Tyreek Hill down the field, hit Jalen Waddle down the field i'm not so sure he's gonna he's gonna have that this week which really sucks because this could be the shootout matchup of the week if it weren't for that yeah zach and i were talking on an earlier pod that we just don't think this game gets into the 50s like says yeah offensive line is is a very underrated part of fantasy football we don't talk about it you guys think do you guys think i'm going too hard at the build Four wide receivers. No, no, I, I would agree with you there. Okay. Yeah, if you're starting in a PPR league right now, it looks like Madison and Dylan are in his flex. That is not what I want to be rolling out in a PPR league in my flex, even in a half PPR league. I don't want those guys in my flex. Yeah, like you mentioned, yeah. Dennis, he he hit Etn and Walker, and it's like, yeah, you got big home run potential with both of those guys. They don't need to get twenty five carries um, to have their big explosion games. They can score from anywhere on the field. Like, yeah, I'm down for those two as a one two combo. But from there, you need to just pivot and just load up your receivers. I don't need. I don't think you needed to draft Alexander Madison after drafting those Agreed. two guys. That's where you should have taken wide receiver. Yeah, and looking at your roster right now, you have two kickers. Drop. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Add a fifth wide receiver. I just noticed it now. 
So I was yeah. looking, I'm like, maybe, you know, there's some quick moves. That's the instant one. You're not Kelsey into the... Kelsey not into... in the IR. Oh, you probably can't do Kelsey in the IR because the game already happened. But you could have added two wide receivers. That's true. But he could have been on his game and put him in the IR spot before yeah. the game happened. So, but, come on, only science. So you're not into the uh, handcuff kicker strategy? Okay. I don't, <laughs> I'm not into the kicker strategy. Get him yeah. on a fancy. Listen, handcuffs getting kicked. We talked no kink shaming here, guys. Even even the uh, the Morton Anderson league we did doesn't have kickers. They named their the league after part. the kicker and they got rid of the kickers. Come on. Get with the times, guys. Come on, Hunter. Have some influence on this league, man. Yeah, Hunter. I think we've get, done enough bashing get, of only slam. Get with the 10 founders and make a change. <laughs> Maybe they're really like the founding fathers and they're all like 300 years old. <laughs> they're sticking to their uh, outdated constitution. All right. Play how our yeah, but you see the thing is back then, kickers have completely changed from what the founding fathers meant when they said kickers. You <laughs> <Exactly>. see? <laughs> you just keep dragging us political. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alex, wrap us up. Let's move on to Not the White Ghost. Its name is Andrew. I think you said there are two Andrews in this league. This is Andrew yes. Andrew G. I'm not going to try to pronounce this. Greta? Yeah, I should have just said B, and I, I went for it. I regret so, it. So Andrew G has a fetish for Najee Harris or any Oh, sneakers. get out of here. They really <laughs> use that word. Hunter wrote this up. No, no kink shaming. <laughs> so he's got his Najee Harris, Najee Harris fetish. Also for any Steelers player, that could be a key piece <laughs> to the team. Um, he's always had a bad team. His unofficial nickname <laughs> is the last place average because over the past seven years, he has the worst average finish. <laughs> That's what happens when you have a Najee Harris fetish. Um, <laughs> he constantly hates on the Ravens because half of the Classic. league are Ravens fans. And he's a Steelers fan. And he's constantly there. in the bottom of the league due to poor roster decisions and refusal to ever trade. But the last two years, he has legit been truly unlucky with injuries to literally his whole team and getting the most points scored against him for two straight years. Um, so a quarterback, he's got Deshaun Watson. Quite a few negative reports have come out about Deshaun Watson. Um, <laughs> Recent news? <laughs> I'm at like 27. <laughs> I can't believe you meant that about football. That's not where I was going. <laughs> but yeah. He's so genuine right now. He did not plan that. <laughs> Anyway, I meant about training camp and preseason. He's been struggling. All right. Not playing well. Let's move to running back. Um, Bijan Robinson. <laughs> Bijan Robinson in the first round. I'm not a huge Bijan in the first round guy, but okay. Um, can't deny the talent. He's a great talent, great player. And then of course, you know, you gotta gotta, you know. Please the fetish with Najee Harris in the second round um, as your as your RB two. 
Um, he's going to lose lose some touches in, to Jalen Warren. I hate to tell you, he's going <laughs> he's going to lose some touches. Um, but I, I mean, Najee Harris is still going to give you you know enough touches where he's going to be you know decent, high floor, low ceiling, low end RB two. Um, but I don't think he's going to give you what you want him to give you. Um, Brian Robinson, another one of these boring running backs. We've talked about him on past shows. Um, I think the last time we talked about him, we we compared him. We called him the the Tyler Higby of running backs. Um, just kind of a that. plain, boring guy who's going to give you some touches, um, but he's going to lose some work to Antonio Gibson. Gibson more more than uh, more than you'd like to think. I think. Um, Jamal Williams, Clyde edwards lair on the bench. Maybe Jamal, Jamal Williams gives you a little bit of value um, while we're waiting for for um, Alvin Kamara to come back. And then we get Clyde edwards lair Played more than I expected last night, but he's still not a guy I would even think about rostering in this league. Moving to wide receiver, Devontae Adams. I think he can still give you a top 10 wide receiver season. Um, so he must have been your your Second round pick, I would think. Not Najee. All right. So if you got Najee in the third round, we're okay with that. Um, Devontae Adams in the second round. DJ Moore is your second wide receiver on this team. Um, finally got best quarterback of his life. Still a low volume passing offense, but I think it's going to be enough for DJ Moore to uh, to thrive in that offense. I think he can give you probably low end wide receiver two numbers for most of the season. Brandon Ayuk, I think, is another just solid wide receiver. Uh, could be a little volatile. Um, got a lot, of, a lot of target competition in that offense with Debo Samuel, Christian, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle in that offense as well. Um, and he's going to really have to rely on, on Brock Purdy being the guy that we saw at the end of last year, and not, you know, the last guy drafted in the in the draft last year. So if, if if Brock Purdy is going to be what he was last year, I think you're fine for that 49ers offense. Otherwise, you're in big trouble with Brandon Ayuk because he's not the tar- top weapon in that offense. Um, that would be who would suffer, I think, if, if Brock Purdy um, did not play well and if they had to turn things over even to Sam Darnold. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be fine. Mike Evans, <clears throat> I'm not convinced Mike Evans is still going to be on this Buccaneers roster by the time we get to the trade deadline, I think he is going to be, there's a chance he plays, he's playing elsewhere where I don't know. Um, but I don't think he's a great match with Baker Mayfield, especially at Evans at this point in his career. I think he's at that cliff. I think he might've started to go over the other side of that cliff last year. Um, and he's not going to get the, the, tar- the passing volume is not going to be there in that Buccaneers offense that he had last year. His target share was down. His efficiency was way down last year. Um, and he finally, the touchdowns were not there. Like he's been relying on touchdowns for several years, kind of have been, you know, making up for the lack of efficiency on his end. But the touchdowns went down last year. And now, now with no Tom Brady, the passing volume is also going to come down. So I'm really concerned about Mike Evans. He was on my do not draft list this year. Um, Alan Lazard, Rashi Rice, don't have a lot to say about those guys. Not a lot of upside there. 
Darren Waller, Gerald Everett at tight end. Waller's already injured, um, which was why his ADP was as low as it was. Not that it was low, but it would have been higher, I think, without his injury history. Um, because he's, if he's healthy, he's going to be the top target in that passing offense. Um, and we know he's capable of top five tight end season. So we'll see if he, if he gets healthy. Hamstring injuries are tough. Um, but if he gets healthy, you know, he could definitely return value for you. Um, but I think in the meantime, you're, you're fine with Gerald Everett. He's a good, he's a guy you can definitely plug in, especially against the Dolphins this week. Um, so I think, you know, it's solid tight end too, decent tight end room there. Overall, solid team, good foundation. Sean Watson, B. John Robinson, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, Darren Waller of Healthy. These are the guys you're kind of, you know, this team is kind of built around. You're relying on these guys the most. But I have the same critique I had for my last team. You didn't draft for upside at all. I'm not saying every pick needs to be upside. You know, like I said before, I like to lean safe with my first five picks or so. But the bench, but this bench on this team is almost as bad as it gets. I know we had a bench earlier um, that was probably worse, but this one is right there with it. It's, it's Brian Robinson, Alan Lazard, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, just blah, blah, blah guys on this team. If I were you, I, I would be looking at the waiver wire. Go pick up some handcuffed running backs. That's what I like to have on my bench. Go get Josh Kelly. Go get Jerome Ford. Go get Tajay Spears or Zamir White. These are explosive athletes who your league would be falling all over each other to go pick up off the waiver wire if anything were to happen to an Austin Eckler or Nick Chubb or Henry or Josh Jacobs. And these guys are suddenly thrust into the RB1 chair in their real-life offenses. Your league is going to be running to the waiver wire to go pick these guys up. Why don't you just roster them now? And then you can plug them into your starting lineup or trade them when their value is at their highest peak. Um what do you guys think of this team? <clears throat> Agreed on the upside thing. I mean, just drop Edwards Hilaire and take someone yeah. like Alex was mentioning. Yeah. Like just cut the tie there. What's your end game with CEH? He's he leads a, a timeshare. Like, go get one of these dudes like Alex mentioned that their their upside is legitimately getting 20 carries a game. Like I yeah, you got to get more upside. Overall, though, this is a good team. Not too many mistakes. Um, I love the fact this is the Steelers fan, right? Yes. Um, sniped Ravens defense and Justin Tucker. Love that. There you go. go. Top notch move. Um, and then lastly, I don't know how I feel about Rashi Rice, but I've. I was actually impressed last night. Um, he did look he the best out of all nice... of the Chiefs receivers. Oh, uh, yeah. Which isn't saying all. much. Right. But... It's like uh, the land of misfit toys over there. <laughs> um, but yeah, he had that like one nice catch on a third down on a drag and then made some nice yak on it. Um, he was the guy who um, found himself open and for Mahomes on the scramble drill caught the touchdown. So yeah, I think if there's like a one of the upside guys for the for the Chiefs at receiver, I, I think I'm cool with that. And after all his drops in the preseason, he was the one who could actually catch it last night. 
Right. So, yeah. But overall, it's a good team. Dennis, you're muted. You're on mute. I I like a lot of these teams. Um, the one thing, though, there's three times. If you would have done just a little bit different of a draft pick, you would have had an awesome draft. Instead of Najee, you could have had Ramondre. You would have had B. John and Ramondre as your top two running backs. Instead of Evans, he could have gotten Dotson. That would have been a much better wide receiver four. And then instead of Alan Lazard, he could have had Zay Jones. And all of a sudden, this wide receiver room looks incredible. Um, I want to talk about Deshaun Watson because he did take him as quarterback 11, which I think is pretty crazy. Oh, that's not bad at all, yeah. Two of them before him. So um, I like a lot of this team. I think he's on the upswing because this guy is the the, um, the bottom dweller, right? And now he's yeah. had a couple good years in a row. Ooh, that makes luck. That gives us like two uh, perennial bottom feeders with much better teams. Decent rosters, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like cool. Zach said, I love the trolling of getting the Baltimore guys that you know these fans <laughs> clearly wanted. So Absolutely. he took a Tucker so early, <laughs> which normally I would trash, but if it's just to piss off the rest of your team, the league mates, Hell I, yes. I, I give you a pass. It was worth it. The, the Najee pick makes sense, though, because the Steelers. Yeah, but dude, Roy's well, got right. the Najee fetish. Yeah, speaking right. of touching, you kept talking about touching and Najee and his fetish, and I was like, there's something there. Greg, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't have the quick wit to, to formulate this joke right now, but there's there's one there. You, you, he would touch Najee, that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like a lot of this team, and if Waller can stay healthy, this team... Man, I'm, I mean, I like Evans more than I think you are, especially if he gets traded. I'm not the biggest IU fan. He could have gotten Deontay. I would have loved that. Especially I much prefer Deontay. Yeah, me I too. Can't believe he, I yeah. can't believe he did that over was, He was still on the board with Brian, with uh, IU. Well, I'm reading the arrows wrong. When Ayuk was – yeah, Ayuk to the left, and then Deontay was at 612. He took Ayuk 605. Yeah, so he went Ayuk and Evans when he could have gone Deontay and Dobson, which is definitely what I would have done. Yeah, I would have done that too, absolutely. But I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're bad guys. Um, no, no, just, it just could have been better. Yeah. But overall, I do kind of – I think this one's pushing for – I think I'm right at five playoffs. This might be my sixth. But if I already said six, then this might be my first one. Or they're going to fight for it. Yeah, I think this team's probably in that five, six, seven range for me. Yeah. Still hate the bench though. Yeah, I don't like. I'm a big bench guy. I like a good bench. I I don't like this upside. You should do your first six, seven picks. Like they're good players. You shouldn't pick bad dudes. I love a good bench. Um, Maybe a nice book to read. Some nature. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think. I think you. You can lose your league in the first five rounds. You win your league at the end of your draft in the later rounds. With the I upside. love, I love Devonte Adams and DJ Moore. I think that yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah I agree with what you're saying. 
you can't win your league in the first. That's what Matthew Barry used to always say. You can't win your league in the first couple rounds, yeah. so you can definitely lose it. Yeah. And you're not going to lose it with your bench, but you could definitely win it mm-hmm. by hitting on these late round guys, which I think you whiffed on all of them. <laughs> I kind of like CEH just as an upside because the offense, but I agree. Like, <sighs> there's he's not like a must hold. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're when you're only rostering a guy because he's on a, a certain offense. Scary. You know he's yeah, that's yeah, scary. Gerald Everett, one of the few Chargers I trust. I like him just because. Yeah, of yeah. I think with Darren Waller out this week, I think you'll be fine. I agree. Um, uh, Everett gets a really nice bump from Kellen Moore though, because Kellen Moore utilized tight ends in in Dallas like so well. So I can only envision his usage will look a little better too. He's like a more fun. He's like a convertible version of Higby. And you know, you know, there's no way that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are playing 17 games. So I'd say at least 50% of the weeks, Gerald Everett's your number two option in the passing game. If you're not counting. Yeah. I'll come back. Okay. Do I want to go who we think is going to win it all? Yeah. Yep. I think we all have the same team, right? I'm really yeah, disappointed. I, spoiled mine. I know. Yeah. It's it's definitely Hunter the front runner. <laughs> I kind of rhyme. But I am if like if we were looking at it from like a betting market angle, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna take the the better odds on P and on Ian. I agree. Yeah. So I when I was ranking my, when I was ranking my teams. I went through all the rosters, kind of put together a handful of teams that I thought could be legitimate contenders. Um, I did not know whose team was who at that point because I didn't want to be biased towards or against Hunter. Um, and it turned out the Hunter's team was my favorite after I did the name reveal. So <laughs> good job, Hunter. Um, who's your, who's your but favorite? after that, after that, I would see, um, what about uh, Veni Vidi Vici? I don't have the roster in front of me, but I, I put him down. That's, that was one. mine. Is the really good wide receiver room. Yeah, this one has Garrett Justin Herbert. So I'm higher on Rashad White than you guys are. So I think that's part of why I really like this team. Uh, I think he can be, you know, a RB15 or so range for you. Uh, and when you did a zero, zero RB draft strategy and you're going out there and you're going to hit on Rashad White as a top 15 running back, I I think you're you're winning there. Uh, we right. have these receivers. You... Once again, you hit the volume guy, and then your 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 second running back is also the starter. So, like, yeah, you did this. You pulled the strategy off well. And then you went and you you picked up Jaden Reed after that other boneheaded guy move dropped him. Crazy. Uh, that's a great move. Um, I do think you made some mistakes if you're going to draft your RB, like we talked about when we discussed this team. You could have could have gotten some better running backs in the later rounds. Um, like. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't have to take a Van Jefferson, for example. You could have taken a running back there. Um, possibly even the same thing with Anthony Richardson, even though I, I don't hate the, the Richardson pick in the 11th round. Uh, I'm fine with it, but I think if you're going to draft zero RB, you went and you got that top 
six quarterback. So you might as well just not draft a backup quarterback. You're going to make yourself weaker running back. Go load up on those high upside running backs. Um, but otherwise, I think this is a really, really solid team. You look at Jamar Chase. You look at Garrett Wilson. You go at Calvin Ridley. And then George Pickens, who has a chance to have a breakout season as your wide receiver four. Mm-hmm. I like full Chubb. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> who, who doesn't love a good dick day? Yeah. Some days it just doesn't bring it. Some days it does. All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> this we're gonna we're gonna wrap it wrap it up here. Um, and that, that's all we got, folks. Um, hope you had fun with us because we always have fun, as you can tell. Um, a lot of nonsense. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed the analysis, and I think. The thing that does make these awesome and fun is us getting to rag on you guys. And so it gives you content to rag on each other more. Because honestly, when you're playing in a league with all people you know, Mm. the most fun part of it is talking shit to each other. So I'm glad we can be a part of that uh, with you guys. If you enjoyed it, tell your friends who have leagues who might want to and tell them to come on down. We'll do more. We'll keep these things firing. Like, we're having fun doing it. Um, We're turning them around pretty quick. People are liking it. And, yeah, tell your friends. Anyone else got anything? Remember to reach out on Twitter if you have uh, questions or advice or want to give us feedback or want to get us back for us roasting you. Uh, We have our Twitter handles on our uh, (laughs) screen, but I'm at Madison Madman. Alex? Yeah, I'm at A underscore Johnson FF. Always happy to help. And you can join the Yards for Fantasy Discord as well. Um, we've got a whole crew of people in there. We'll help you. If you play DFS, we also got a DFS league starting up where you can come play DFS with us. It's yeah, only five bucks. Contest. Yeah, contest every week. And see um, who uh, wins the most contests throughout the year. Yeah, come roast us on Twitter. That'd be fun. I'm, I'm for that. All right. All right. Goodbye, friends.